This episode of Comic Book Junto is brought to you by Bear Fruit, a Philadelphia-based lifestyle brand dedicated to turning beliefs into creative action and inspiring others to do the same. Head over to bearfruit.com, that's B-3-A-R-F-R-U-I-T.com, and sign up for our newsletter. While you're there, check out our other podcast, The Beautiful Struggle, a weekly conversation series hosted by me, Octavius A. Newman, featuring various guests telling their origin story. Don't forget to grab some merch from our online store. As a reward for being a loyal Comic Book Junto listener, use promo code CBJ to get 10% off your next order. Bear fruit. Believe. Create. Inspire. Now let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 53. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I'm the creator of Bear Fruit, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jetstream Tetris. Is that the, that's the thing that makes soda, right? It like carbonates. Sure. Yeah. The jet stream? Sure. I think my sister has that. Why not? Yeah. Or is that an airplane thing? Might or could a jet be. Thing. Might could be. I don't know. Who I knows? like it though. It hey. sounds it sounds like turbocharged. Right. Right? Like I'm turbocharging right the hell out of 2016. Ending the year, right. I am out of here. I got tailwinds on me, so I'm moving fast. Powerful. Yeah, gotta go fast. Powerful yeah. stuff. How you doing? Hey man, I'm doing good. You know, we have you know, I'm reflecting on 2016. Uh, how's that going? Hey. It's rough. It's hard out here. And it's also some good stuff, too. Yeah. And I'm also looking forward to 2017 as well. Yeah, same. A lot, lot of things going on. Same. So, I mean, I feel good overall. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we can that, that can even, like, propel us right into the news, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is we had, a, we had a couple deaths this week. Yeah. We had a few deaths since we seen each other last. Christmas Day. On Christmas Day. We lost George Michael, mm. and that it, that's the kind of thing I think that just blindsides a person in the sense that I wasn't thinking about George Michael, but then when I'm like, man, that dude did a lot. A lot. Like, a lot. Yeah. He was huge in the 70s and the 80s, and there's so many songs that I'm just like, wow, like, I just never even stopped to think about it, and especially mm-hmm. bizarre. Every Christmas, I get together with my with my boys back home, and we watch a movie. And on Christmas Day, on, on Christmas night, as it were, we get together and we watch Keanu. Have you seen Keanu? I've seen most of it. I haven't seen all of it. But, right, I, so, but I've seen enough to know where you're going with this. Yeah. So we're watching Keanu, none of us the wiser. And uh, George Michael died earlier that day. Mm-hmm. And a large portion of this movie... Is jokes about George Michael. Right. And Keegan-Michael Key's obsession with right. George Michael. Right, his character. Yeah. yeah. And it's like... It's an ongoing <sighs> joke throughout the whole movie. The pro- whole movie. And you don't... And you're not thinking anything it, about George Michael besides, oh, this these jokes are funny. It felt spectral. All to like, come out on the is... other side and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold up. Yeah. Wasn't that just the guy you're talking about in the movie? That's rough. Mm. And then fast forward to yesterday. Yep. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher passed away. Princess, now General Organa herself, mm. passed away at 60 years old. That hurts. Yeah, it's like I was out to lunch, and, you know, depending upon how your phone's set up, you have notifications. I look at my phone, 
bzz, 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 bzz. like different people are texting me. I'm seeing like notifications, like Carrie Fisher, famed actress. Um, is it actress? I, I don't know what if it's actress or actor or sure. if there's certain times and places that you say different things. But either way, yeah. Carrie Fisher, who played Princess Leia in the Star Wars movie, has passed away. And I was like, what? It yeah. was just like, what is going? What is happening? I know. I mean, it's it can seem like. And also, I don't know if you know about this. Ricky Harris, who is a hilarious, hilarious comedian. He passed away too. Passed away over the weekend. Comedian and actor, yeah. Mm. So um, he passed away on December 26th. Mm. He was 54. So I think there's a couple different ways to look at this. Okay. We can look at 2016 and go, yo, 2016 was rough. Mm -hmm. It is like claiming folks. It is like clapping folks. You know what I'm saying? It's like. They, they people people are dropping left and right. Mm-hmm. And another way to look at it is, well, technology has us a whole lot more connected. You know what I mean? And we're whole, and, and information travels way faster. And you know, as tech as tech continues to to um, develop, we're going to have more access to more information. And you know, these people are getting older. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's oh, not yeah. like we had a bunch of people who died at 16, even though it depends on what you're talking about. If you're talking about the whole Black Lives Matter movement and stuff yeah, like that, there's, sure. that's a whole different conversation. But a lot of people are looking at, like, Muhammad Ali. Mm. He wasn't young. Sure. You know, Prince. He wasn't, quote, young. But at this, you know, I, I guess that's the thing. Maybe for a lot of us, we're like, man, I guess people do die, huh? You know, I guess eventually everybody's got to go. And maybe just this year and with technology, it's slapped us in the face like, man, like this is, this is real. Like at any given moment, any of our favorite actors, actresses, creators, writers, directors, illustrators, whoever, you know, they're not immortal. You know, our favorite athlete could go at any moment. I I think one of the things that's interesting to me and maybe a little scary is, I have this arbitrary idea in my mind, like humans live to be 100. Yeah. You, you know, you like, it's you almost like you that, feel entitled to get to your nineties as if that's a thing. So, uh, when Carrie Fisher passes away at 60, you're like, but dad, I mean, like my grandfather, my granddad is older than that. Yeah. And then when George Michael passes away at 53, uh, he's still like, he's still young. Prince, People don't die at fifty. Prince was uh, fifty seven. It was before right. he had hit his sixtieth. So it's just, I mean, like they lived hard and fast lives. So when it comes down to it, like they made an unbelievable impact in that span of time. So these are not wasted years. It's not like this was so quack. This is so so quick. It, it was too soon for you to it was do way nothing. too quack. Way was, too quack. It was real quack. You like honestly, my brain's just tripped up now. I don't even know how to speak right. I'm, I'm heroes dropping off left and right and and I think being connected to one another being on the mm-hmm. internet and getting those updates all the mm-hmm. time I mean we notice those things and they also came from a certain time period when I mean maybe I don't know because I'm kind of like making this up as I go along but you got to think like well were we all just focused on on television and movies at that time you know what I mean because there's certain people who pass away and you're kind of like who's that I'm sure yeah. people die every day, you know? Oh, people die course. every week, month, year. And yeah. there just might be people from a certain generation when you're like, oh, I don't I don't know who that is. But it's we're just, not it's yet- too many, it's too many in, in 2016. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I've noticed as a as a trend, 
is the people who have died this year are some of the most influential in terms of making people feel comfortable in their own bodies with themselves. David Bowie like was mm-hmm. an icon, Prince icon, George Michael, an icon. They, those men smashed what it is to be a man and to be a creative person. And then you have, you know, Leia, Princess Leia, then a general. Um, Carrie Fisher was strong as hell. Well, there's all kinds of icon. There's all kinds of people who have passed away. I mean, even you know Ali. Ali. It it depends on it depends on who matters to you. Yeah, in different ways. I do think about people from the older generations where I guess, like I said, I guess a lot of us kind of feel entitled to life. Yeah, and we feel entitled. We feel that all of our faves and our friends are entitled to life. Most of us, I mean, most of us who are millennials are not yet at the age where most of the people from my graduating high school class are dead. Yeah. No, but, but that, I, but that, but that, not. but that's reality for some of our older aunts, uncles, parents, grandparents, Yeah, where, you know, their college classmates are dropping left and right. Yeah. That's just reality for them. You know what I mean? They, they don't have, they can't just go over there best buddies you know their sister died their their cousin died you know what i mean so maybe yeah. for us in our youth we feel kind of immune to that we don't feel like we're not at that age yet but you're not at that age until you recognize oh my gosh i'm at that age you know nobody from my local church i don't have a bunch of people from my local church who've passed away sure i have one person that i can think of this year you know nelson nelson chu dj official right rest in peace to him and his family mm-hmm. much love to him that I can think of that directly affected me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like that I know. Yeah. But I'm sure there are people who in their sixties are like, shoot, I go to a funeral, at least a handful of my year. Sure. So maybe we're just still getting used to death. Sure. Because death most of the time happens in a comic book sure. or a TV show or a movie, you yeah. know, like as much death as we watch all the time, very rarely is it like, there are real stakes involved and that person's really not coming back. You know what I mean? But we're kind of desensitized to death, but we see it all the time in these books and these TV shows and movies. We watch someone's always dying. Something got to die. Music and all that. Oh, always, always. And everything is something that, something that someone pointed out to me a little while ago. And I think this was actually just after David Bowie died was noting that so many of our heroes are passing away this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this person pointed out, this was something that was upsetting and sad, but what it was offering was now is the time for us to become the heroes that they inspired us to be, Mm -hmm. to fill the spaces that they have left open for us. And that's the only way I can look at it. And, And when I think, man, they died too soon. I think no one is too soon. You, you pass when you were supposed to tomorrow's not promised. That's the thing that happens mm-hmm. and accepting and understanding the reality and inevitability of death. That's legitimate. And, and I think you yeah. find comfort and peace when you can do that. But it's, it's, it's hard to be reminded of those things yeah. when you're not paying attention. And I think that's what I say where I'm like looking at 2016, I'm looking into 2017. The truth of the matter is, you know, nobody's entitled to tomorrow. No, we are not entitled to tomorrow. And <clears throat> like, we're also not bound to our past in a, you know, 
in a way that we there's nothing at least we we can't put effort into changing our future you know what i mean yeah we can learn from it it's experiences that really happen to us mm -hmm. but as i look at 2016 i see some rough spots but i also see 60 plus episodes of comic book junto yeah word i mean you know which I mean? is i mean like that is an incredibly positive force and momentum in my life yeah i see shin godzilla yeah and also, I haven't seen AKA Shin Godzilla. The kidney transplant. The kidney For those transplant. of you who this is your first episode, yeah, Adam and I uh, went through a surgery. Adam donated a kidney to me this year as well. We did, um, and you know, we have some plans to share that story in different ways in 2017. So that's something to look forward to. Yeah, um, we had highs. We had. Uh, some of my favorite comics came out. I mean, The Vision from Marvel was yep. a, a comic that I loved. We mm -hmm. had Lowe's. Batman v Superman came out in theaters. Suicide Squad happened. I agree with Suicide Squad. Batman v Superman. I'm just saying, we, you know, the Arrival were, came out. Arrival was great. Eh. Celebrated. Eh. One of the highs. Eh. Literal high. Eh. Okay. I don't know. Oh, that's maybe for another time to talk right. uh, yeah, to, to talk through, but. We got Migos. So look, we got like, bad and bougie. <laughs> 2016 was not all bad. You know what I mean? Raindrop. Drop, Drop top. top. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. The whole world is singing this song together, cooking in a crock pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cooking. Little, little Uzi out here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do Donald Glover came out with Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, Awaken My Love. And Awaken My Love, yeah. Jermaine came back. It's a, this year has been oh Tanahasi Coates Black Panther Black Panther yes uh, Miles Morales we got Run the Jewels for Christmas and we also got Power Man Iron Fist Power we Man got Iron to go to Fist Comic Con yeah there's been a lot of good things that happened in 2016 to offset all of the things that have offset. happened that have been oh man I shouldn't have said. Go! <laughs> there have been a lot uh, of good things ooh, that happened in 2016 uh. to Quavo all the bad things that happened but uh, I don't know if <laughs> We got birds in the trap singing McKnight. Yeah, which somebody argued with me the other day. They're wrong. Whatever I'm about to say, they're wrong. I know what yeah, they're saying. Yeah, it was just, I was asking, I, I go on Facebook and I ask people, you know, in my community, what was your favorite album of this year? What was your favorite song? So on and so on. I want to see what people say. I'll put a playlist together of the responses. And I, I was surprised to see some of the responses on favorite album because there were a couple that were just straight missing, like Untitled, Unmastered. Nobody mentioned it. Maybe a lot of people weren't feeling that. I just don't. Lots of people were not feeling that album. Who are these people? Lots of people. Who are these people? Many people. The same people who were not feeling to pimp a butterfly. Maybe. I know people. You need it. Horrible. Check it out. Terrible. It's sad. Sad. That's horrible people. That's the thing that sad happened. People. I've heard to pimp a butterfly. I know music. I know. I know Kendrick. I feel like I know a guy who knows him. I feel like you don't. And when I was in an Uber, there was a black guy. A black. Yeah. Was playing the album, oh. and I said, "Is this that new Kendrick? <laughs> Is that and right?" He was, and he and he and he said, "Yeah, what you know about Kendrick? I believe that's what he said." <laughs> yeah, I said, "I'm in these streets." <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you, Kanye? Kanye and I are good friends. Oh no, good person. No, I know people. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of things that weren't good this year, <laughs> Kanye took a, a nosedive. Yeah, out here, out here with m multicolored hair. Yeah, you know what I mean. Expressing himself, nothing wrong with that. Looks like Wesley Snipes in Demolition Man. <laughs> he did, he did it again. Did you see? He did like different colors. I see that. Yeah, he's out here. I saw his Christmas photo. He's doing his thing. North. Yeah. Hey, and I'm looking forward to 2017. We got exciting stuff going on. Um, we're trying to do a weekly. Like a, a weekly live stream meetup. Yeah. 
So we want to be able to get together with folks on the internets in a live stream where you guys can see Adam and I, and we can talk to you um, and just have a discussion about the week, what comics you're going to pick up. So we want to do it before Wednesday. So probably yeah. Monday or Tuesday, we want to do it before Wednesday. What comics are you picking up? You know, what questions do you want to ask us? What questions should we talk about on the show? What are you guys thinking about? What's going on? What kind of news do we need to know about? Because, you know, we do our own research, but we want to hear from you guys too. So one way that you can help us out let us know. We're thinking about doing the live stream, not super long, something short, like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Where should we do it? Should we do it on YouTube Live? Should we do it on Periscope? Should we do it on Facebook Live? Mm-hmm. Should we do it on Instagram Live? Now, we've already got our opinions, but we don't want to skew you. So hit us up at Octavius A. Newman on Twitter. Hit Adam up at Adam Tedderus. Mm-hmm. Or email us, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. Which live streaming app should we use to do a weekly live stream Q&A? And the whole thing is same day, same time every week. So everybody yeah. can show up. You know exactly what's going on. Because the thing about live streams is they just happen. Yeah, you're on your phone, minding your business, and such and such is live. Catch them before they. It's like I'm not no, about no. to stop we, what I'm we doing. We want to make it a little more predictable than that. And uh, y'all, we are going back and forth and back again on our decision of what platform to use. So uh, we could use your opinion by yeah. all means. And that's going to make something happen. And we'll have some other ways for you to communicate with us and interact with us coming really, really soon. Yeah. You want to, you want to just tell them about. what that is? Do we have that yet? Is it locked down? We don't down? have it. We can tell them what the, what the idea is. This is some of the stuff that we're doing for 2017. Yeah. So one of the things that we're doing, this is going to happen quick, is we're setting up a voicemail. So you, the listener, can hit us up and leave us a voicemail, an audio voicemail. Yes. And talk to us. Tell us what you think. I was thinking of it. It's kind of like... It's like an audio tweet yeah. because it's a short form, you know, ring us up, say Adam is 100% correct about Rogue One. Absolutely. It not. is unnecessary. I'm going to call in, but I'm going to call in you're gonna, and say, you're going to fill my inbox. That's, just that's cool. That is you? correct. That's why we made this show. Well, now I got extra. <laughs> oh God. Okay. You're going extra. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. By the way, I saw Rogue One, a Star Wars story, story in the Franklin Institute. For those who do not know, Franklin Institute has a theater called the Tuttleman. It's a giant, like, globe theater that's really good for, what, stargazing and that kind of thing. They do those, like, crazy 3D drawings. And getting dizzy. Yeah, and getting dizzy. Not ideal. That was not ideal. I, I, I don't think that is the way that movie should be watched. Still great. Excellent film. And there was, like, a 10 or 15 minute preview of Dunkirk. Or Dunbar. Yeah. Or Dun, uh, Dunkirk. Dunstan checks in. Yeah. <laughs> they just showed us that one. Yeah. Which looks like a movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. So next next year, we're planning on doing the voicemail. And ideally, during our Ask CBJ, during our talkback segment, we'll have your questions. We'll be able to actually play your audio and talk right back to you during that segment. So we're going to see if we can make that happen. Also, I'm excited about all the movies Yes. I mean, I started making a list of movies yeah. to potentially do one shots on. Yeah. And it's like, we got to see one movie every single week. Yeah. So we, we, we're going to figure this one out, but there's a lot coming in 2017. There's a lot. And every, it begins with John Wick chapter two. It ends with John Wick chapter two. That's all I care about right now. Really? And fate of the furious actually come to think of it. And, King and Logan and Logan. All right. And skull. Island. Let me just, yeah. Let me just go back. And I'll, episode let me, eight. Let me track that back. And Thor Ragnarok. All of those. 
Well, where is our Thor Ragnarok trailer? And Gu- Guardians of the Galaxy. How is it that we've known this movie is coming out forever and there's not so much as a tease? Hey. Nothing. I don't know. What's going on, Marvel? They're going to get this money. Don't Feige, worry. I know you're listening. Thank you for the five stars and positive comment, Foggy. I appreciate that, but I want to know where that trailer is. I want to know what's going on. Marvel's show me good. show me Hulk dressed as a gladiator. That's all I want. We'll get it. That's all I want. We'll get it. Okay. So, yeah, that's what we're looking forward to in 2017. Let's talk about the rest of this news for the last show of the year. Okay. So, I put this in here because it was uh, a highlight. This was This is funny. This was bad for one person, but good for all of the rest of us. Gentleman over the weekend attempted to steal a car in Seattle. Steals a BMW 550i. He gets the keys, gets in the car, and drives it out of this garage. But the owner of the car reported it stolen really quickly. Calls up BMW. I do not know how these things happen, how any of this works. But what takes place is the the finest example in crazy technology trolling mm. that could pot. This is like. This happens in a movie, and you're like, cars can't do that. This, that's not how or it works. Or can they? Or can they? So whomever is on the other side of stolen car reports at BMW is able to take control of this car. I'm sure it's a super expensive, high-tech car. Mm-hmm. And they're able to patch into the car, make, make it so it does not run any longer. Make it so. And lock the doors so the dude can't get out. Mm. Stuck in the car. And then... Dude plays a clip. So Dude it who? feeds BMW. Someone at BMW plays a clip, an audio clip, so it feeds through the speakers mm-hmm. of the car. Mm-hmm. And that clip was from none other than Rorschach in the Watchmen movie, in which he says, I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. That's great. That's beautiful. That's fantastic. That is, if I was that dude, I'd be like, that was cool. I'm in a bad situation right now, but like, okay. All right, Zach that Snyder. Was legit. Okay. okay, Zach. So I, w- I will say that is brilliant. That Apparently that dude fell asleep. They just located the car, had him arrested immediately. Yeah. I mean, what else is he going to do? He's just going to sleep. But Bust I'm, the windows out the car? Yeah, at that point, that's what I was wondering. Like, he could damage the car. What if he's in there for a long time? Was he going to use the bathroom? Not in my 550i. So maybe I mean, this was he must not want he must not have wanted to get out. No. Because if I'm going if I'm gonna steal a car, number one, I've made a decision about what my future looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like I've decided the 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 road that I'm going down. You know the, what I mean? Well, the road that you're going down in a beautiful BMW. Right. You know, like so it's not like I'm gonna half steal a car and then go, Oh, you got me. I give up. No. Yeah. If I'm going to steal a car and you're going to shut it down and play Rorschach in the car, I am busting this window out and I am getting out of this vehicle. Period. I'm not going to fall asleep in the car. That's just a lazy, that's a lazy thief. The only, that is a lazy he thief. He didn't even get fully get caught. He just got put in an uncomfortable situation. I think he was just genuinely impressed. He like thought, he got wow. in a, put in an inconvenient spot and just said, you know what? <laughs> that's it. You guys, you know what? You earned it. Hey, give it the old college try, but I guess I'll hand these keys over. Here you, you go. Hey, sorry guys. Did you hear he played Rorschach in there? Yeah, that Rorschach. That was hilarious. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I love that story. I saw that come down the line, and I thought uh, that is wonderful. And I loved that part of the movie. The Watchmen movie was not my favorite experience. I love Watchmen so much, and that movie was really not it for me. But the dude who plays Rorschach in that film, unstoppable. He was so good. He's played a lot of freaky dudes. He was in yeah. Shutter Island. He was also Freddy Krueger. What? 
He played Freddy Krueger. When? In the Freddy Krueger reboot. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Did not know that. Okay. Speaking of which, there's gonna be a night there's gonna be a Friday the 13th reboot in 2017. <sighs> like brand new, just restarting it. Reboot. reboot. Okay. Yeah. So we got Jason Voorhees coming. Yep. Cool. I'll take it. I like Jason. I like Jason X when he was in space. I don't know why, but I liked it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I just like the idea of that. Uh, okay. You can still get haunted by Jason in space. This is sure. ridiculous. Sure. <clears throat> I saw that, like, just because I was in a barbershop. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> why is he out of space? Like, he can't. He's unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, he really is not One thing they said that, like, I just read about this. One, and one thing they said about the new uh, Friday 13th. Yeah. They're going to talk about, they're going to kind of, like, delve into one thing that they never really address which is how does this guy keep coming back i'm i know we've talked about this before i don't care i don't want to know i don't want to know how he keeps coming well, they're gonna back. tell you they're gonna say well he's midi he's a midi chlorian freddy krueger's got midi chlorians <laughs> and you know what happens is no no Voorhees. yeah oh yeah okay jason Voorhees has midi chlorians and when they he flow in and through us and yeah he's a part of the force and uh, he doesn't actually die he just him. goes into a coma to self-heal and he's just like super if you strike me down i'll come back more powerful than you could ever imagine you know what that's I, hey wait a minute hold on did i just make the connection i guess i, I mean i guess Yes, I, guess. I guess. I guess. <laughs> uh, I'm going to switch the, the order of the news because now that we're talking about it, we should talk about Nightmare in Space. Okay. Let's talk about another origin story, Alien Covenant. Mm. We got a trailer for Alien Covenant. Yes. A.K.A. the sequel to Prometheus. Uh-huh. A.K.A. don't make me go off on Prometheus. That movie was terrible. Okay. Alien Covenant trailer. What do you think? I'm excited for this movie. It looked good. The trailer looked. Let me just stop you right looked, there. No, you can't stop. Let me I'm, just stop. I'm unstoppable. Let me just get, let me I'm unstoppable. Let me <laughs> I'm unstoppable. I'm on my way out of 2016 and 2017. I'm unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, don't stop me now. Uh, I'm okay. Um, it doesn't look like Prometheus. That's for sure. At all. Hey, it looks like a horror movie, like yes. a proper horror movie. Yes. When, listen, we've seen the trailer. If you haven't seen the trailer, we're going to talk about it. Spoilers. But when that first scene... Oh, it's the red band, John, too. Yeah, yeah. That first scene where that woman is in that like room, like, let me out of here. It's yeah. like, I'm like, my, 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 my eyes are like, oh, Lord. Yeah. Whoa. Yo, or let her out. Or no, don't let her out. Or like, I immediately felt that tension of like... And then when the girl's like, I I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, you know, like I, I was like, I like, okay, I like where we're going here. I feel it. I buy it. I believe what's going on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If this, if this movie's going to be like this, I'm in. We and also, I'm excited. And that made me think about something else that we're trying to figure out how to do in 2017 mm. on YouTube, which mm -hmm. is trailer reactions. Oh, yeah. I got reactions. Because I, I was sitting there watching this. And I was like, man, I think it would be dope to be able to like watch this trailer for the first time with Adam and film it and then share that with everybody else. If anybody was curious, if anybody wanted to experience Octavius and I sitting next to one another and having dramatically different reactions to this trailer... <laughs> That's what you're going to get. Right. So if we were to use this as an example of a yeah. trailer reaction, you know, movie, the, the, the trailer boots up, 
It looks pretty good to mm-hmm. begin with. Mm-hmm. That tension of the girl running through the hallway and the doors closed. Let me out of here. And then the the dude's spine is busting open. Mm-hmm. There's a new kind of alien, the neomorph, and they bust out of your body. I don't even know. I don't know all these words. I know. I'm like really into aliens. Mm-hmm. And then that scene at the end where they're in the shower. And From suddenly species? the tail whip. Well, yeah, it looks like species. And then you see the face of the neomorph. And then it's just blood splatter. That's. No. What do you mean no? No. What do you mean no? This is not how these movies go. How you gonna tell them how to who, who direct, this, who's this, directing this movie? This is Ridley Scott. So how you gonna tell Ridley how the movie go? Ridley Scott needs to figure it out. What he's he figured it out. He's telling you how it go. Prometheus was not good. That was a bad film. Who did Prometheus? It's Ridley Scott. Who did the first alien? Ridley Scott. Who did the other joints? Which one? A- uh uh Aliens vs. Predator? No, that's Give me not some what I'm talking Jones. about. Aliens vs. Predator 2? Requiem? No, I'm not talking about that. those joints. How many aliens are there thus far? A hundred. How like, many aliens? They're showing up in it. Archie, Batman fall aliens? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the movies. How many aliens are there? One, two, and three? No, there's even more than that, man. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's like four, five, and six? Absolutely. Let, let me just get a, a chronology. There's uh, Alien, Aliens. There's al- the, the third one. Mm-hmm. There's the... Uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but it was a really, really bad movie. Um, yeah, I'm pulling up these. Is these this con- is it, okay? Is this continuity or is this yeah, like con- a Star Wars story? No, no, like continuity, continuity. Wow. Um, okay, interesting. Let's see. Well, either the way, Alien franchise. Either way, my thing is this. Okay, I don't see anything in that trailer that makes me go, "There's something wrong here." Alien, aliens. Alien 3, mm-hmm. Resurrection. That's what I was thinking of. Alien Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then Prometheus. Mm-hmm. And then now Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. And none of that is actually counting the Alien versus Predator, which is not necessarily not really the same. About that. And who directed these? Okay, so each of them was done by, let's see, Alien 3 was David Fincher, mm-hmm. Aliens, James Cameron, Alien, Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. It gets passed around, man. So really, Scott was the original. He he did the first one, which was a very slow moving horror film. And he did, and he came back for and he Prometheus, did Prometheus, and now he's back. When Prometheus he's was back Wack for the City. Covenant, and he now he's doing Covenant. Okay, Alien Covenant. All right. So you got a problem with aliens killing people? No, it's just it's the way that it's done. You got a problem it's, with it's aliens they, killing people and splattering blood everywhere? Don't look good. My favorite one is. What are you talking about? Don't look good. It doesn't look good. Aliens killing people don't look good. This trailer is is positioning this movie as a certain style, a certain genre. What's the, what is it? And right now they're they're showing it like a like a splatter horror, and it's just not about it. Don't look. I I don't think it looks promising. I will say, okay, when Prometheus came out, that was one of my favorite trailers for a movie ever. Okay, the scoring, that really weird screaming in the background, that. Woo! And like as the uh, the whole thing was unfolding in a trailer, mm-hmm. gave me goosebumps. It was incredible, right? But the movie did not live up to the trailer. And there are a lot of movies that do that. Sometimes that just happens. Zack Snyder is the king of that. He puts out the best trailers, and the movies never live up to the trailer. Though says you. Well, yeah, but like, what else matters? It's me, <laughs> right? It's right. me no. against. It's me against everybody. Well. From, I, I'm happy with the trailer. You are not. Uh-uh. We will watch it in 2017. That's true. And try to make this one shot happen. That is true. More trailers. Yeah. More sequels, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Attack on Titan Season 2 is the type of sequel. Mm-hmm. The trailer came out. Wow. You, so you have to describe this to me in a way that does not spoil it because... 
I have not seen all of the first season. Does it look like a, a worthy compliment to the first season? Yes. Is it as gory and messed up as the first one? All I've seen is the trailer, but I can only hope so. Oh, I'm watching it. I, I, can, I can only hope that it's... Are you watching the trailer right now? Yeah, I'm looking at it right With now. With no audio? Yeah, no Turn audio. the trailer off. I'm, look, I'm Adam, just, I'm Adam, just, Adam turn, turn, turn it off. I mean, I'm just peeping this. Adam, no, 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 no. You, you have not watched season one. No. And you're watching the trailer for season two with no audio. I don't like... You are ruining your experience. And I, I'm not going to sit here... I don't like... Without... Any of what I see right now. <laughs> That's because you don't understand it. Naked dudes. <laughs> giant heads. <laughs> Dog. This is not making me. This dude's. This bull's fingers just bust off. You don't know what you're looking at. No, I don't know what I'm so looking stop at. Stop looking at it. Watch season one like I've told you for multiple years. This looks terrifying. <laughs> it is. It's supposed to be, but you have no context. No. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know why any of this matters. You don't know who is what. And there's nothing really to get excited about. And me knowing you, you just talked about how you don't like gruesome things. <laughs> so you're watching something that is supremely gruesome and violent. The animation have, is beautiful. Yeah, but it's super violent, super gruesome. You have no context. You don't know why anything's happening. <laughs> so it's feeding into everything you don't like with no context. <laughs> All right, so you're saying that you, I'm setting the stage so I'm not going to enjoy it. Well, I'm There's a horse <laughs> whipping around in a tornado. <laughs> What is this? I look up. This is why we need reaction videos. I, I promise. This is the internet. You see this right here? This is why we need reaction videos because they need us. And you still, he's still watching the trailer. I will watch. Uh, look, I will. You're watch. ruining. You're ruining. I'm Re ruining nothing, Adam. You're ruining reveals. Yeah. You're really, you, you are. You're ruining holy crap moments. All the moments yeah, that we I'm getting those right. I just said holy crap <laughs> several times. All I right. will watch I okay. will watch the first season of that show. Okay. Because it is long overdue. Yes. A hundred and one people have told me that you it's You gotta the best. get through it. You gotta get through it. I'll, I'll tell do you it. I'll do the it. first I watched the first episode and I was like, all right, now hold on. What did I just see? Because yes. the ending of that first episode, you're like, whoa, whoa. Traumatic. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It whoa. was traumatic. Whoa. And I mean in in you know, I, I can't say that I'm like super duper anime, you know, fan, but yeah. the anime I've seen, they do a great job of evoking emotion, yeah. terror, you know, speed, power, impact, and Attack on Titan does all of those things. All right. You know, and also, like, I think I might have said horror, like, you know. Oh, it, it looks genuinely scary. Yeah, they, they I'm like I, I don't really know how to say this other than this freaks me out. Mm -hmm. Closing my eyes does not help. Yeah. It's those the faces on those things are yeah. uncomfortable. But you need context. You need to kind of have context for what you're looking at. There is a very very dope story in all of that horror and gruesome violence and all that kind of stuff okay there's a real story in there and there and that's why i'm telling you don't watch that because i don't want we all everybody who's watched season one knows what i'm talking about we all had the <gasps> no you know what i mean we had moments like that and mm -hmm. i'm afraid that you're gonna see something in that trailer. if you're like me you're gonna see something in that trailer you're gonna see something in episode whatever of season one you're gonna go that's the thing I saw in the trailer. Uh, okay, I see. You know what I mean? How many, how many episodes, I know where I'm going. How many episodes of the first season? Do you know? I don't know. I watched it. It's on Netflix? Ago. Yeah. Okay. New Year's resolution, watch the first season of Attack on Titan. Please. I will do this. And then when season two comes, 
We can all talk about it together. And if you haven't watched it by then, we'll tell you spoilers. Okay. All right. Video, video game news. Yeah. Also a sequel that is a long time coming. Mm-hmm. Did you play Double Dragon when you were a young one? Of course. Double Dragon is getting a long, long, long overdue sequel. Double Dragon 4 is coming. And the mm. thing about Double Dragon 4 is it looks, looks like Double like Dragon 1. Double Dragon 1. <laughs> and 2 and 3. Uh-huh. So that's interesting. I mean, like, they, they've completely remade the look of Double Dragon 1. All the moves look the same. It sounds the same. Sound effects and same, everything. Same. I, I don't even know if they changed it. Okay, so when I watched this trailer, because there's a trailer out there for the internet. You can go check it out. Yeah. I was, number one, there's a crazy sound in the beginning of the trailer that sounds like Horrible. a TV turning on. Horrible. And I was like, I, I was like, what is that noise? It's like the Am old, I going deaf? Is this old, something to do? I was, I was literally like, is this something to do with the transplant? Yeah. Is this a reaction? <laughs> I, I was. I was like, is something happening right now? Like, and I'm like, oh, it's, it's this video that Adam is watching. Yeah. Okay. It's that, it's that familiar sound of turning on an old tube TV that like piercing high pitch whine. Yeah. And they, the company that's making this game, Arc System Works, they make this trailer and in the trailer, they're turning on a TV and turning on Double Dragon and, and they replicate that sound. Not for the better. I wish they wouldn't have. Yes. I didn't never need to hear that didn't again. Didn't know I need that. Uh, and that, that sound, as you said, Octavius, it's, it's like, it messes with your vision. That sound is so high pitched. I'm like, my, my eyes feel. It that. was weird. I was like, "Yo, what's wrong with my?" Yeah, yeah it messed me up. But anyway, no in watching the trailer, I gotta say I was let down because I'm like, I was expecting, a, and here's the new one. You know, yeah. with all the updated. I'm like, oh, this looks lazy. Yes, yeah. you guys just made the same game again. Well, I don't that's, know that I want to play that. That's the look, though. I mean, that that is not the new sides... That, that is not the first side-scrolling game that's getting remade to look like the old Jones. Like, sure. Um, the new Sonic game that's coming out. I, I don't know. Really? Maybe, maybe it's actually... What's it coming out on? Maybe it is already out, but I can't think of it. But uh, Sonic Mania, I think, is the, the, the name of the game. And Sonic Mania was made to look exactly like a Sega Genesis game. But Super Mario Run looks similar to the old Mario games, but there's yeah. new stuff to it that True. makes it fun to play. Yeah. I don't, and, then, and there's nothing against Super Mario games or Sonic games or Pac-Man even. You know what I mean? Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. I just was expecting something that looked a little updated that gave me something new Word. because the trailer, like I said, did not do a good job of selling it to me because I couldn't tell the difference between one, two, three, or four. Yeah, I didn't like, know that they all, were showing us new footage. Yeah, so when it came to the new game, I was like, well, when are they going to show me the new game? Same. I'm like, oh, this is the game? Yeah. Oh, I, okay. I mean, I feel like I played this already, even though I obviously haven't. There, just, there was nothing that made me go, oh, I want to play that. Did you play... Uh, Battletoads, Double Dragon. I played Battletoads. That was my thing. And I played Double Dragon. Battletoads, Double Dragon was a game where the Battletoads team up with Double Dragon. And that was my game. That game was so good and hella difficult. uh, Battletoads was really difficult. All of those beat-em-ups, those side-scrollers were really hard. Yo, games... We talked about this before. I don't think games were made to be beaten. <laughs> you know what I mean? Back I think in the back day. to like old Capcom, like old Mega Man games. Yo. That was rough. Because you got to think about, and I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but arcade games weren't made to be beaten on one quarter. No, 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 no. They were made to be beaten on 
twenty dollars. Oh yeah, you play House of, of Dead now. Even they, they they've perfected that system. Like you do not get through this boss battle without spending eight bucks. Yeah, that's just how it go. Yeah, but so I, I think even like we talked about Mario, I never I never beat Mario. I never beat Metroid. I never beat Ninja Turtles. Yeah. I did, and and after a while. I never even expected to beat game. I wasn't going to beat Kid Icarus. I yeah. wasn't going to beat Zelda. None, yeah. I, it just wasn't. It wasn't what you played games for. You couldn't save it. Yeah. You couldn't come back to it. Don't uh-huh. leave. Turn that TV off. Like, mom, I'm in the. Mi-. Let me. And then you try to turn the TV off, but leave the Nintendo on. Just games you just didn't beat. You never beat Contra. You don't yeah. beat Double Dragon. Yeah, I did. <laughs> maybe maybe part. you do. Maybe some people did, but maybe I just never did. I remember one of the first games that I I beat like the full thing mm-hmm. was Earthworm Jim two, because Earthworm Jim one. There's a level in Earthworm Jim one called Down the Tubes. I just couldn't get out of that thing. I it killed me every single time. I never got past it. And some I used, ga- I I used think, a game genie to get past through that. I'm like, I just want to know what's on the other side of this level though. I think some games were just bad design. Oh, no doubt. They 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 can patch a cartridge. Yeah, and and like because it was bad design, it was just like, oops. Whoops. They're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you're just never going to get past. You know what I mean? It was all like some games were like, this is impossible. It's, it can't be done. And you couldn't Google it. Echo the Dolphin. I don't know how to do this. I never got past the first screen. Some games you would get it and you had no instructions. Yeah. User experience, just no. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they didn't even tell you. I remember there was one skateboarding game. I think it was something. Skate or die? Not skate or die, but it was. I think it was like an Olympics game. Yeah. And part of it, part of it was skateboarding, and every time you go from one side, and just slide down. I was like, someone tell at least tell me how to play. <laughs> I, I don't even get a chance to really give it a shot because I don't know what button to press. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, enough of my childhood frustrations. <laughs> I'm thinking about all the games that I just quit because I couldn't. Yeah, get you just it. take it out. You'd be like, all right. I had Top Gun, the NES cartridge Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things you got to do, you got to land the plane. Nah. <laughs> Never. Not once. Like who, I, I, they must have been designing for themselves. Like, we can land it. They can land it. Yeah. Where now, I'm sure there's got to be loads of user testing. You know, yeah. how does this feel? Which, was this fun? Especially with virtual reality. Did yeah. you, I, know, I know you guys have seen the meme of the guy doing virtual reality who falls smack dab <laughs> on his face. <laughs> It's like that is terrifying. Yeah, like I done I did virtual reality, virtual reality for the first time because I was in the King of Pressure Mall mm. with my buddy Kenny. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Simba Sparks, and um, we were in. We went to the Microsoft store, and I was like, "Oh, virtual reality! This is my first time doing virtual reality since I've you know been a grown adult who's aware of it." Yeah, and I didn't fall on my face, but part of it was like, "Wow." It's disorienting. This is weird. Yeah. You know? Truly, truly. And they had and I and I you gotta imagine they have to do loads and loads and loads of user testing. And I just worry how many people are gonna fall on their face until they actually get virtual reality right. Oh, it's gonna happen. I mean, as it is right now, we, we're just not built for that. So it's gonna take a long time. You mean humans? To, yeah, I think we're not we're not built to have something in our eyes and senses that says that we're moving, that we're we're not not actually moving. Yeah. And some of that forced perspective, the job to make that perfected, to make that work, to Mm -hmm. make that comfortable must be so difficult because somebody has to play test that John and say, Nope. I threw up. So we got to, let's just try gotta, that again. Somebody's got to have a traumatic experience. Cause you could, can you, you know what I'm really, really concerned black about? Black mirror. The I'm, black mirror episode. 
Woo! Coming at me with that's, every greatest fear. That's augmented reality right there. That seems a little more reason, reasonable to me. Like where you see, where it's like where I see you. It's it's kind of like it's kind of like the Iron Man suit. Where yeah. I see you in front of me, but there are other things that are added to the surroundings because of these glasses or this kind of headset I have on. Yeah. That makes sense. That's right. But you know what I fear about virtual reality? What's this? Jump scares. Oh, okay. So something like you turn, something, turn some, the corner. Something that actually traumatizes you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Something that actually like Black Mirror, like something that's like, yo, not cool. Mm-hmm. Take this off. I never want, I, I'm, I'm messed up now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like someone dying in your arms in a video game and it's like, I feel like someone really died. Oh, I will never play Silent Hill in the VR like headset. I'm just not messing be able with most to tolerate of that stuff. That. But I, I will tell you this. Can you imagine 10, 15 years from now? When, you know, Lord willing, we have kids or whatever. I don't know what you're playing. I don't know if you want to even have kids, Adam, but. Oh, yeah. I I got all of, I got tons of them. I got big plans. I got big plans. Virtual reality Marvel movies. Yeah, that's going to be incredible. Or terrifying. Yeah. And I mean, I told you I saw Rogue One in that giant IMAX. Yeah. And that was disorienting because I got to look up, down, around in order to see what's happening. Now, if it were programmed for that to be the case, mm-hmm. I got to turn around. I crane my already neck. Met, but, but they already tried to give you 40X and you complained about it. 2016. You spray my face with water every time Killer Croc shows up on the scene. That's, Talking about this BET. Is not what I want. And you show me a BET uncut every time Killer Croc says BET. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but every single time Jared Leto was on the screen as Joker, whole theater just smelled like uh, uh, doo-doo. Axe body spray. Just like doo-doo. <laughs> just like, I, I think they were trying to say something about that performance. All right. More movies. Yeah, more movies. Since we're talking about VR uh, and movies in the future. Talk about the only movie that matters, John, John Wick. Wick. Coming to comic books. Yeah, so the John Wick 2 movie is coming. John Wick Chapter 2 is coming out in 2017. In order to promote that, they're going to bring John Wick to comics. I'm excited. I'm very excited. I think that's going to work really nicely. That's coming to Dynamite. Mm-hmm. And what else is on Dynamite? Come to think of it. I don't really read much I don't Dynamite. think I read anything on Dynamite, as it is anyway. And I wonder if there's anything that I've ever read on Dynamite. You know what? I have a Game of Thrones book that Dynamite did not too long ago. They, they seem to do some of those bigger IPs. Game of Thrones. I think they did Battlestar Galactica. RoboCop. I had a mm-hmm. RoboCop book. Mm-hmm. Uh, so John Wick is coming to, to comics. No complaints out of me. Yeah. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. John Wick, if it's half as good as the experience of the movie, then I'm about it. I wonder if it's going to be about Wick before he Or retired. maybe it's like a issue zero or like, a, you know, after afterwards or whatever. Mike could or be. is it even going to be an uh, ongoing ongoing comic kind of like be. the justice league comics they're saying that the, the young justice comics are in between different different seasons yeah yeah, yeah. that's right all right more with comics marvel marvel's twitter account yeah you were telling me about last, this before <laughs> last week it was hacked but it was like a it was a benevolent hack what's that mean as in like the person the person or company or group that hacked was trying to point out their security flaws yeah. so they could potentially get a sale. Here's what it say, says. Hey, <laughs> hey, we notice. Hey, it, the, let's hijack. Basically, 
they hijacked the Twitter to go, hey, we noticed that your Twitter account's unsafe. That's like a dude punching through your wall and then trying to sell you a window. Like, let me just, I noticed that it's a little drafty in your apartment. Yeah. How about you buy a window from me? But we can close that hole right up. You punched that hole in my wall. Yeah. Well, you need a window, though, don't, don't you? you need, I, the, I, now you see you need a window. So here's I, I what the article so. says. Several of Mar- Marvel's Twitter accounts, including the main Marvel Entertainment account, the Marvel's Daredevil account, Marvel's Jessica Jones account, Marvel's Luke Cage account, the Guardians of the Galaxy account, and Avengers account, each tweeted out a simultaneous message from Our Mind Security Group, a hacker collective. The tweet said, hey, it's Our Mind. Don't worry, we're just testing your security. Oh. <laughs> and then, uh, listen, email address for followers to contact the group. Key, guess who's still unconquered? Huh. Wakanda. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't <laughs> hack into Wakanda. Couldn't hack into Black Panthers. <laughs> unconquered. Wow. And that's the moral of the story. Don't mess with Wakanda. Oh, wait, hold up, hold up. Update. Black Panther, Iron Man, Thor, Ant-Man, Doctor uh, Strange, Captain America, Marvel Music, also hacked. Wakanda was probably with the Ultimates. Uh, I mean, T'Challa was probably with the Ultimates at the time. Yeah, you know what this is? This is why the Dora Milaje is so upset. Yeah. They say, where's our king right now? He's running around in Silicon Valley. We got this. Trying to figure out who's <laughs> hacking into the we Marvel account. We got the security firm just hacked right into Wakanda and our king's not even around. Yeah. What's he uh, doing? Shooting a movie? Yeah. <laughs> he ain't even on the job like he's supposed to be. He's hanging out with Ryan Coogler? What are you doing? Uh, Michael Coogler. Wait, is it Michael Coogler? Wait, is Ryan. 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 Oh, Michael B. Jordan, Ryan Coogler. Excuse me. Steve, I always get him confused. He's hanging out with Stevie Coogler. <laughs> oh, God. All the Cooglers. Whole tribe. Every single one of the Cooglers. All of them. Uh, this is ridiculous. This is not how you make a sale. I would not purchase anything. This is some like... Uh, 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 well, some, somebody got paid because somebody at Marvel or Disney's like, hey, uh, you know. This is like Mr. Robot. That's what this is. This is like some Mr. Robot situation. Like, hey, just uh, 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 exploiting all of your, your weaknesses. Maybe you want to buy my product, Marvel. Yeah. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Maybe, maybe they want to change your password. Maybe, maybe they tried to make a sale. Marvel was like, nah, we're good. We don't need it. You sure? Oh, you don't need it. Are you sure about that? Hey, guys. We just left. Our, <laughs> we just left the meeting. We had had some lunch. Great talking to you. We happen to notice that your security for your Twitter accounts are set up. No, you said you didn't need us, but we just thought we just wanted to point this out. Yeah, have a good one. Marvel goes in to buy a MacBook. They say, "Hey, do you, do you want an Apple Care on that MacBook?" No, 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 we're good. They walk out. They get tripped. Somebody just trips them, so they drop the computer, smashes all over the place. Hey, should have done it. You should have set up. With us in the first place. Apple Care doesn't fix broken computers. No, it does not fix it if you drop it or get it wet or do any of the stuff that you will do. Right. It's just Apple. Gonna, it's just going to work. It, it's just going to fix it if it just stopped doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Fix my computer, Tim Cook, and get the taskbar out of here. I don't understand that. Hey, let, but the, anyway, let the taskbar live. Well, I appreciate you listening to the show. So thank you for your five stars and positive. Talking to Tim Cook right now? Tim Cook, yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to him. I know what he's doing. He's listening to Comic Book Junto. Of course. Why wouldn't he be? He's going through the 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 hundreds of thousands of podcasts in his iTunes service right now. Yeah. And Testing each one. Just seeing a little, a little segment. <laughs> yeah. Let me get about a good 30 seconds of each episode. Yeah. And he's like, hello, and next. Uh, <laughs> oh, I think that not. is enough. <laughs> what is a jet stream? No, I'm good. <laughs> is that that thing that... Carbonase water makes soda. Is that something Facebook's doing? No. Done. Yeah. Uh, our last story uh, in our news segment today. 
It's coming to us from The Hollywood Reporter. And this is an interesting one. You tell me how you feel about it. But there are reports and photographs of the CEO of Marvel Entertainment, a gentleman named Isaac Perlmuter, photographed with Donald Trump, President-elect Donald Trump, at Trump's exclusive members-only Mar-a-Lago uh, hotel. And that's interesting because Isaac, or Ike Perlmuter, is a little reclusive. Not a lot of photos of him. Mm -hmm. Apparently, there's a rumor that he went to the Iron Man premiere when Iron Man first came out in disguise because he didn't want anybody to know he was there. He's a reclusive dude. What is this man doing meeting with Donald J. Trump? How is Marvel involved in Donald J. Trump? Mm -hmm. I got questions. I got questions as well. And when you read this to me, I said, why would somebody do that? And I looked up some things, and Perlmuter contributed uh, at least half a million dollars to... 449400 There you go. So not at least, less than at least mm -hmm. half a million to a, a super PAC which was for Trump's campaign. <clears throat> Weird feelings. What are you doing, Ike? Weird feelings. What are you doing? So uh, we don't know what he's doing, but I know it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I don't like it. You know, and that's the thing. I've seen a lot of people get upset with people meeting with Donald Trump. Kanye West. Yeah, Kanye West meets with Donald Trump. And it's like, what are you doing, Kanye West? But then again, it's like, well, if if Donald Trump wants to meet with you, you're going to say no? I guess the answer is always, when you say, what are you doing? What are you doing, Kanye West? What are you doing, Ike Perlmuter? Hey, the Perlmuter! The answer is doing whatever they want to. They're just doing whatever they want. Mm -hmm. And it's apparently no secret that Perlmuter had funded uh, Marco Rubio and then funded uh, Trump. Mm -hmm. It's disappointing because I think there are a lot of people... Now, I don't want to make an assumption, but I think there are a lot of people who see that and they're like, Marvel has some some ties with yeah, Trump. That, I'll tell you, that's immediately what I felt. I was like, oh, yeah, I love Marvel. I love not only the movies, I love the comics. Mm -hmm. I love I, I love this company. Mm -hmm. And the CEO is meeting with Donald Trump, a guy who's doing things I do not like. Most whack things. So that makes me go, ah. Oh, what does that mean? Yeah. You know, what are they meeting about? What's going on? Like all the worst things start coming in my mind. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I got to go, yeah, but you don't know. So it's hard to decipher what to feel. You know, I know some people may be able to get to a conclusion of what they feel faster than me, but I'm like, well, you know, all we know is that this guy donated money and now he's meeting with Donald Trump. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, it's a weird feeling because you wonder with the things that Donald Trump has been proposing and the things that he's been doing, like, is this going to affect the content that I love? Right. You know what I'm saying? What role does this guy play in Marvel? What role does this guy play in the stories that come out? You know, cause who knows? I mean, Ta-Nehisi's still writing Black Panther. Mm -hmm. David F. Walker still writing Power Man Iron Fist and Occupy Avengers. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, Miles Morales is still swinging around out here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So it's like, <clears throat> I don't know the answer. And I, that's really where I fall on. It's like, ah, I feel weird. Dot, dot, dot. Sure. That's like, 
and and I don't really have anything else that I can say hard one way or another. It's just like, eh. It seems to me that the the explanation that I'm able to gravitate toward is dude owns Marvel Entertainment is worth almost $4 billion. So yeah, he probably, of course, hangs out with Donald Trump. Like the this is a certain type of person. It's a certain tax bracket. These are the super, super, super mm-hmm. incredibly elite 1% wealthy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they probably hang together. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised as far as that goes. And you're right. It doesn't seem to be affecting things on the ground level, quote unquote. So we still get our David F. Walker comics. We still get our, our variety and diversity and our like genre pushing and, mm-hmm. and progressive mm-hmm. entertainment in our comic books. We get our Kamala Khan, you know? Yeah. But at the same time, it's just, yeah, I, I don't like the idea of the ship being steered by somebody who is with trump and that's the same thing and that's the other thing it's like anybody can take a picture of anybody and you are not the sum of the last your last tweet yeah you you do not but at the same time your last tweet was from you yeah Yeah. so it's it's like i said it's weird it's kind of like i feel away Mm -hmm. you know trying to make me feel away and at the and at the same time yeah so this, so this is really the point. Let me get off Perlmuter for a second. Sure. My bigger point here is somebody's got to engage mm-hmm. with people who don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. And if you represent a certain community and you do not like people from another, someone else who's oppressing, offending, disrespecting your community, well, somebody's got to engage that person. There's got to be a bridge. You somewhere. know, someone's got to have that conversation. Someone's got to challenge that person. Someone's got, like, I listened to this podcast, Recode Decode. Mm. Um, and the host of that, po- of that podcast, she's like, yeah, I'd love to talk to Trump. Mm. And she would thrash him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She would go up one side of him, go down the other. Mm-hmm. And she's not like, Ugh, I would never talk to Trump. She's like, please. Yeah. Please let me interview Trump. Please. I mean, every chance she gets, she is jabbing at Trump. Trump on yeah. her podcast. Yeah. Yeah. A lot like Trump. You know what I'm saying? So what are we going to go? Oh, you're meeting with Trump? She's like, yeah, because I'm about to give him the business. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? Sure. So so I, I think the thing that I'm walking away with, uh, uh, kind of away from this Marvel thing, is like, just because someone is meeting, eating lunch with, walking with, or is in a picture with, I mean, like we talk about the Tommy Loren things, Charlemagne the God, shown walking around New York City with Tommy Loren. Right. Oh, to- you know, now Charlemagne, it's like, it, you don't know what they were talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trevor Noah is seen taking pictures out at dinner with Tommy Loren. And you, you try, I thought Trevor Noah was on our side. It's like, well, what do you, what's our side? What do you talk? He can't. He can't engage her. Someone's got to engage her. Yeah. Someone's got to have a dialogue and a discussion. And I know at the same time, there's a community that's like, well, that's not my job. Right. That's not your job. But Mm -hmm. it is somebody's conviction. Mm -hmm. Someone is convicted to engage that person. Now, again, I'm not talking about Perlmuter because he has donated money. And from his track record, that's all we can really speak about. And supposedly, the the two of them are friends. Right. So So. I I can't speak on... And I'm friends with people I don't agree with too. That's fair. That is you know? valid. The, like Adam yeah. and I are still talking about Rogue One to this day, and he still wow. thinks that Superman Returns is was Superman Returns. I don't even know the name of the movie. Yeah, you don't. You never listen to me, Octavius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't agree with my wife a lot of time. So, 
And, but, but of course, you know what I mean? That, we're talking about things that are different like that. But that's really kind of the, the thought process I arrive yeah. at. It's like, yes, you got to call a spade a spade. You got to call out stuff when you need to call it out. You don't want to normalize garbage and mess. And we'll give it a chance. Like, no, we're not no, going to no, give, no, 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 give a poison dart a chance. This is not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, just inject me with a little poison. Let me give it a chance and see what happens. It's going to kill me, you know? Yeah. However, at the same time, someone's got to engage them to get, hey, maybe stop making poison darts. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot of hope for it. What I want to be able to do is ask that dude, like, why are you meeting yeah. with this man? And ideally, that's what we want to be able to do. But we can't do that. There. Right. We can't do that. And I don't have a lot of hope that there would be any uh, public comment, given the reclusive nature of this guy. I mean, he went supposedly to a movie of his own company in disguise. So I don't know. Maybe nobody will bug him or what. But I. I don't think we're going to get a quote. And I guess the thing that bothers me is, is just that unsettled. Like what, why did this happen? I will never know. I will likely never know. It's just going to make me wonder, but that's the thing. That's the thing that's taking place. And I think it's nice to have the awareness that that is happening. At least there's some awareness, some evidence that that is happening. I don't know what you do with it after that. Probably nothing, but it's, yeah, man. Like you said, it just makes me feel away. But hey, there we the go. News. That's the news. All right. Last news segment of 2016. Mm. Um, next time you hear us ramble about the news, it will be 2017. That is correct. All right. So now we're going to get into the talkback segment. If you want to submit talkback to us, you can hit us up on Twitter, hashtag AskCBJ. You can send us an email, comicbookjunto at barefruit.com. That's B3ARFRUIT.com. And in 2017, we're going to have a phone number for you to call, for you to ask us questions, talk to us, just give us feedback. Um, just another way for us to involve you guys in the show. So for now, we're going to have Adam, mm-hmm. Jetstream, mm-hmm. Jumpman, mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. That's it. Jamboree. That's right. Jigsaw. That's it. Tetris. That's the one. Take us through. Okay. We have a tweet from our man, Ben Sutton, BSP. And he tweets at us right now. He says, since we're getting a movie about emojis, which by the way, we're getting a movie about emojis. Yeah. Yeah. You know, how, you know how I feel about that? How you feel? Matt emoji. Yeah. See, they knew that. They saw you coming because mm-hmm. they had that Matt emoji do that, the whole commercial, yeah. that whole trailer. That's how I feel about the emoji movie. The That's same ex- way exactly how I feel about it. Feels about a it. lot of self-loathing. Since we're getting a movie about emojis, do you think we get a movie about Funko Pop? I think Marvel already did that. Did they? They did like a little short, um, like little video thing. I didn't watch it, but I saw something on the internet about it. It was Deadpool. And then I saw that like a Deadpool Funko pop and I saw a Venom Funko pop running around too. Oh, it, well, so, okay. The simple answer here is yes. yes. Why wouldn't they? It, why wouldn't they? Lego exactly. movie. We got Lego movie. We have Matt emoji movie. Yeah. I, you can make a angry movie. birds. You can make money making a movie about any property. And if you take a franchise or an entire universe of characters and you just make them look cute. Yeah. Done. Whole nother. Com- I just, whole, whole do, nother I don't know if you noticed that right now, as I said that I printed a thousand dollars just showed up in my hand. Comic book Junto, uh, B- Muppet baby version. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's kids version. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a show about man man. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's, it's a show about man man, I guess. Right. Man man and the and the infinity gauntlet. Right. A comic book junto story. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Perfect. That's perfect. Man, how long till a comic book junto movie? How long? Yeah. What is it? Okay, we're going into t- 2017 now. So we're going to have all this video content going up on YouTube and doing live stuff in 2017. Uh-huh. So we're going to, we, you know, we're, we're getting looks now. We right. get noticed. Right. We get picked up. Right. You Eventually know. someone wants to have us do a show, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So let's say that that show's got to come together. It takes a year at least to okay. put that show together. Right. In 2018. So now we're in 2018. Black I'm Panther's saying. out. Black Panther's out. 2000. 21. Mm-hmm. Comic book Junto 2049. The movie. Ridley Scott. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. And Zack Snyder. And Zack Snyder. <laughs> Working All together. Every single one. Right. All the, the heavy hitters. They they got David Ayers on this joint. They got The Rock. They got The Rock. They got Kevin Hart. And Adam Tedderis. <laughs> they got Kevin Hart playing Octavius Newman. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does this work? This doesn't really work. That's Don't not, question, you guys. Just get this, work. just collect this check. Just get that money. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. They want to have Kevin Hart play me and The Rock play you. Yeah. You know, I you know what I really like to see in real in real life though? What's like this? an animated version of something. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want a cartoon. So I mean you can realize your dreams of doing voice acting. Yeah. I can realize my dreams of of doing vo- like Dragon Ball Z voice acting. So I could just go Super Saiyan for twenty six minutes. Right. <laughs> or you could just have the an- or you could just have the anime anxiety. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you have that little like uh, 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 <laughs> one droplet, one droplet on in the one forehead. vein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh man, what that's else? all I want, really. That's it. What else we got for the talkback segment? Anything uh, else? What else do we have for a talkback? We, you know, we have an email. Let's run through this one because I've been sitting on this for a little while. We have an email from David Johnson, and I'm going to read through this quickly and we'll respond. He says, "Power Man and Iron Fist." Greetings from David Johnson, a Miles Morales wannabe here in H-Town. Man, you, you get it. You are Miles Morales. H-Town. In H-Town down. Houston, home of Beyonce, our Lord and Savior. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I had a question that was bouncing around in my head last night, and I think it would be a great topic to discuss. And when we look at superheroes in comics and movies, they are generally portrayed as they have been for the last 20, 30, even 40 years. We see strong, tall, handsome, white, the majority, Caucasian male, i.e. Hal Jordan or Superman, or sultry, busty female heroines, i.e. Power Girl, Catwoman, Black Cat, etc. Recently, we have able to interact with stories from today's culture that are breaking down old stereotypes, such as Jessica Jones, Ms. Marvel, Ironheart, Miles Morales. These are a welcome breath of fresh air. My question is, how long do you believe it will take for comics to introduce more reality-accurate problems, the likes of which are prevalent in life, like Moon Knight's multiple personality disorder and one of the new Green Lantern's Jessica Cruz schizophrenia? I understand the comics and media suspend disbelief, or suspend belief, rather, and it's great to get lost in an action-packed Marvel comic, but will we ever see an autistic superhero make it to the big screen? I think... Legion, Magneto's son, is schizophrenic. Double check for me on that one, guys. Let the Junto commence. This is where I insert a black power fist. But since I don't have that emoji on my computer, this will have to do. And in parentheses, the man writes, I got bras in Wakanda. Okay. 
That comes to us from David Johnson. David Johnson seems to be asking the question, when are we going to see representation from people who have uh, mental disorders or illness or uh, generally speaking, I I won't call it an ailment or an illness. Learning differences. But learning differences, a different state, Mm -hmm. a different mental state. Mm Mm-hmm. And to be on the spectrum is is certainly not an illness. It is a reality of many, many, many people. Most people probably do not even realize that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when will we have representation from some of those characters? In some ways, I think we have representation of those characters. It's just unstated. For instance, this isn't a superhero, although it's not altogether different. Have you seen Sherlock on BBC? Uh, like maybe one episode. Okay. So Benedict Cumberbatch is Sherlock, the Arthur Conan Doyle stories of, of, of legend. And the show is really good. It's really witty. It's really funny. It's dark. It's strange. It's super entertaining. I think the portrayal of Sherlock and that is a dude on the spectrum. He is, he, he has autism. I fully believe that. I don't believe they ever go out of their way to say that and be like, Sherlock, you're autistic, but I think he performs it with this, with this, with this style that makes you stop and say, I recognize some of those behavior patterns or might make somebody say, that's the thing that I do. I focus on details, like really belabored details. And I'm not so great in social situations. It's not that I'm sick or weird, but I'm also not Sherlock, but it's kind of interesting to see someone who acts like me. And you brought this up somewhat recently there are some people who were happy to see drax on the big screen mm-hmm. because drax acts in a, a certain way that reminds people of like i think certain behavior patterns of yeah. somebody who might have autism yeah um i think that's really interesting so in some ways i believe that is taking place that's happening uh, in a lot of ways i think there's still a huge stigma associated with that stuff and we got to get away with that we need to go away from that, I should say. Um, and maybe we can be more upfront and more frank about some of those features and personalities. But I think we have a few representations of them. We can always have more and better ones. You know what I see a lot of times? What's this? The thing that we always go back to is dissociative personal, dissociative personality disorder or multiple personality disorder. That's the thing that gets really romanticized. And I do not think it is anything close to what Legion is like. So I, I know that like that's the thing that I can think of and I've seen for years. And, oh, yeah. And, and even the movie Split that's coming out by M. Night Shyamalan, Shyamalan. seems to be a similar kind of thing mm-hmm. of like, and he has another personality yeah. and he didn't know. And, you know, he does it in his, and this happens in her sleep. And, you know, she's really from Hydra and blah, 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 blah like yeah, all yeah, of that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Um so, and that's an interesting point you bring up about romanticizing it, it kind of being like this, oh, it's this like cool thing, yeah, you know, for a plot point. The other thing that I see is it's either that or you see it in villains. Yeah. You see it in yes. bad guys. Yeah. Oh, you do this because you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh, you do this because you have schizophrenia, mm-hmm. multiple to, you know what I mean? Or... Blah, 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 you know, even like Commissioner Gordon's son. Yeah. Like, a, you know, so the only time we really address those things is when it's an attribute of someone who's a bad guy. Yeah. So most recently, I, I can think back to, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg, mm, Lex Luthor. Mm. You know, the performance that he delivered 
was like, there's something wrong with his head. He mm-hmm. behaves in a strange, socially awkward way, but mm-hmm. he's a villain also. He's not good at peopling. Mm-hmm. How do I make cool monster? Yeah. You know, he's, he's rather spending his time with Kryptonian Siri yeah. than anybody else. Um, and yeah, you're right. They, they frequently get framed as this person is capital C crazy. Right. I dated and someone all, years and, and ago. all of the good guys are, are normal. Yeah. You know, and they got to get the crazy people under control before they kill everybody. Or the crazy people who have these disorders are who we have to save everybody else from. Yeah. Which, yeah, I mean, I have to be honest and say this is not something I've really given a whole lot of thought to until just now. But this is what's great about the talkback segment. This is what's For great sure. about proposing. Pr- posing questions because it gets you to think and go man you know stay woke i didn't recognize that wow they're they're villainizing anybody who has a learning difference or a learning disability or some sort of disorder or whatever whatever the terminology may actually like you know accurately be i apologize i'm using the wrong terminology because i've heard so many different things used at different times Mm -hmm. but they're villainized or it's like we need to protect this person, you know, they're, they're weak and they're kind of like feeble and like unable to perform or do anything. So either they're a super villain or they need protecting, but there is no, <clears throat> there is no like middle ground or not even middle ground. They're not, they're not heroes. They're in, cause I, you know, what's funny. I've actually had people say to me that they think I'm on the spectrum hmm. for, and I remember when I when I heard it, I was like, "So what you're saying is something wrong with me?" You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so so wait. And, and the way I took it was, "Oh, so because I don't act the way you expect me to act, mm-hmm. you have to explain it away with some sort of disorder." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can't just be who I am. I can't just be different than you. There's got to be something wrong with me. Yeah. Because for you to act this way and everybody else doesn't act that way or see it that way. And it's not even necessarily going you're autistic. I felt that way a lot of times in life. Like, what's wrong with you? Why you act like that? How come you always so-and-so? What's the matter with like this whole idea of being different? There must be something wrong with you because you're not normal, quote, like us. Yeah. Um. So maybe that, maybe... You should write it. Yeah. You know what I mean, David? Like, if this is something that you're convicted about, maybe this is something that you're challenged about, maybe this is something that you should write. Yeah. And and on that front, like, David, you're writing into us and you have this question, but I, I'm not putting you on blast on this, but, you know, some of the words that you use and some of the ways that you approach just like terminology and identifying what you see on the screen could be problematic for some people, you know, like to say schizo, you know, like that's, it's like short form for something that might not be on the mark. Like schizo makes you sound crazy. And like schizo seems like uh, a categorization or trying to, to catalog somebody as, as this one particular thing. And there's something that I learned about um, I, I started to say I dated someone years ago and she had spent a night in a, a, a psych ward. You know, she had a mental breakdown. Things were really difficult in her life. Things were really hard in that juncture of her life. And she, she was, she was committed. She was taken to a psych ward and she had a terrible, terrible, terrible 
terrible experience. And for her, it fundamentally changed the way that she speaks. And the word crazy was something that got lobbed around a lot. And that really hurt her. You know, she was a wonderful, totally normal, awesome, active person. And this thing that affected her affected her in a number of ways. And she, uh, she shared something with me that I was not aware of. And it was the idea of neurodiversity. So we have diversity of a lot of different things like diversity in that I have white skin, diversity in you have black, you uh, are from different cultures, different heritage, but our brains don't all work the same way. They're not even all built the same way. And we shouldn't, we don't even necessarily learn best the same way. Yeah. We don't process the same way. We, I mean, I, I got to tell you, I always tell people I don't do well with black words on a white page. Mm. Mm -hmm. It's just like, I explain it like it's too many things to focus on at once for me. Mm -hmm. Like I have to focus on reading the words and then I have to focus on understanding the words. And then I have to focus on actually creating the story in my head. With the, It's too much. It's too much going on. Like audiobooks, conversations, lectures, actual dialogue, in actual involvement with what's going on. Yeah. I do way better with that. Like yeah. I could listen to, I could watch a movie or listen to a podcast and come away or even listen to an audiobook and have the same conversation as someone else who read the textbook. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah, because yeah. I don't read, something's wrong with me. Sure. Now, and it's not even that I don't, like even the way I'm saying, it, it's not that I don't read or I can't read. Like I read comic books every week. It's just that I prefer. Yeah. I seem to process best this way. But for a long time, I felt like I was, something was wrong with me because I didn't want to read books because everybody was, I felt forced to this particular way of taking in content. Yeah. And it just didn't work for me. Yeah. Because my brain, for whatever reason, prefers audio over just like, you know, I mean, I get, I get, I get disinterested really quick. Yeah. And it, it is, it, that's not something new. I, I remember when I was in school and you would think about, are you a visual learner? Are you someone who learns best through audio and listening? Is it from reading? Is it from drawing pictures and graphs and charts mm -hmm. and diagrams? Mm -hmm. you know, everybody has that. And that's easy to understand, but the implications of that go so much further. Yeah. The way that we perceive everything, mm -hmm. everything. Um, I, I think, I think that we will see, hopefully, a stigma going away in comic books and superheroes so we could be a little more upfront about what's happening in the mind of a superhero right. or a civilian or whatever. Right. The, one of the things that I, I think has been done that was really admirable and wonderful and exposed a, a destigmatized de um, portrayal of sadness and, and something that happens to a lot of people was Mark Wade and Chris Samney did a run on Daredevil and there was a, a segment of the plot in which Daredevil discovers his mom, thinks about his dad, mm -hmm. um, that sort of thing. Well, I think the, the arc that was taking place, the event was original sin. Okay. Do you remember that? I, that's where I fell off. Okay. So I didn't find, I was, uh, well, we won't spoil it. We won't spoil it. But the, the plot, the basis of original sin. He found was, out something about his mom. Yeah. The, the, the basis of original sin was the watcher who sees everything and just passively neutral observes all things in the Marvel universe is was murdered and they wanted to know who done it. 
So that's the whole plot. Yeah. And uh, somebody stole the Watcher's eyes, and the eye, like, burst, and everybody became aware of everybody's secrets. Mm -hmm. And it was this really weird, trippy thing. It was kind of fun. But in Daredevil, he learns about his mom. Matt Murdock learns about his mom. And they talk very frankly about postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. about something that affects a lot of women, a lot of mothers after they have a child and they have this depression and it's difficult to explain and it's, it's difficult to cope with. I can only imagine it's not something that I've ever experienced, right. not firsthand and not second, Yeah, but they, they dealt with it in a way that I thought was very beautiful. I think it honored something. It, it added value and gravity to something that I didn't understand. Now, conversely, something we take for granted, but we all understand as fact is Arkham Asylum is home to what? The crazy people. Bad guys. Oh, I thought, you, I thought that's the point you were But yeah, yeah. The crazy people. Slash the bad the guys. crazy people are the bad guys. Right. And that's, you know, it's easy to understand that with just about, well, yeah. Of course, the ventriloquist, the ventriloquist is crazy. He's a bad guy. He commits crime. And the interesting point that we've made over and over and over again is Batman is just as crazy as the rest of them. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm and Amy that's the and that's the and that and that is the joke to, to Joker. Again, I've said many times on many episodes, the joke is from the Joker. I know I'm crazy. Yeah, which probably makes me more sane than you. The funny thing to me is you think you're not. Yeah. You know, you go around dressed up like a bat, beating people within an inch of their life, and you call yourself a good guy. Yeah. And and that's the that's the interesting part about Batman is he's you know, arguably just as, you know, maladjusted and mentally disturbed Word. and unstable as the guys he's beating up and locking up. Yeah. So I I to answer your question, David, in a in a really long form, I think we're on that path. I think we're headed there. And the way that we're seeing better representation in a number of other places, in in cultures and norms and religion and sexuality and 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 gender identity. In the way that we're seeing that in comic books, I think we're headed toward that for brain states. Um, or the word that I like is uh, neurologically atypical people. Um, I, I have a friend who identifies as N.A., neurologically atypical. I'm N.A. Is that like saying queer? Uh, yeah, kind of like it, but it's the sense it's like I'm what what you are, what you think you are. You're just a perfect, normal, sane dude. I know that I have some quirks. I got some things that are different. That's all you need to know. I'm just like kind of off the path. Um, and I thought that's that's interesting because that gives me a framework and vocabulary to speak about it in a way that is not disrespectful and in a way that keeps me curious to his experiences. Um, and I think that's something that all of us could benefit from because we would end up writing better, smarter, more realistic characters if we have better language to use. Right. So, yeah, I think we're on the way. Absolutely, I think we're on the way. And as soon as we call a spade a spade and say, Bruce Wayne, you got some things going on up there. There's a, oh man, um, there is a podcast that I listen to that is so interesting. Mm. It is a, and uh, the reason why I bring this up, because we're talking about um, mental, well, I don't even know, like, mental disorder what is the what is the proper term do we know what the proper term is i'm saying neuro neurodiversity neurodiversity um and but at the same time 
I think that that's a fair way to say it. However, there is such a thing as disorders. Sure, and chemical imbalance. You Absolutely. Know? So these these are real things. So we, we don't want to offend. No. And at the same time, we also need to be able to say, hey, this is a thing too. Yeah. We're, you know, so um, I'm trying to think of this podcast. It's called the Arkham Sessions. Arkham Sessions. And guys, if you're into what we're talking about, it's really interesting because it is a psychologist. Mm-hmm. And another fan and they watch episodes of Batman, the animated series and the psychologist or the psychologist, I believe she breaks down. Well, Batman has so-and-so and so, and the mental state of such and such and such shows up like such and such and such. And, and they break down and she breaks down what the mental disorders and disabilities and differences and so, and so, and so from her perspective as a professional. Okay. <clears throat> going um the toy maker is so and so and so yeah or like um ventriloquist the ventriloquist he has this yeah and and that's why and she was like i think someone said schizophrenia and that if you've heard me on the show go dissociative personality disorder yeah dissociative per- i say that over and over again i got that from her because she corrected him she goes he's not schizophrenic yeah. that's the wrong that's the wrong uh nomenclature yeah it's it, it's a wrong ass- not assessment but Whatever, you know the word I'm sure, saying. Sure. You're misdiagnosing. That's yeah, not the right yeah. diagnosis. Yeah. The right diagnosis is this. Yeah. And she's and it's just an interesting podcast to check out. So guys, if you're into this kind of stuff, if you're into to to uh Batman the animated series, it's a really fun listen, especially if you know the episode. Yeah. And or if you even if you have them, you can go back and watch the episode before or after and be like, Whoa. Yeah. I never looked at it like this. Uh-huh. Really interesting stuff. And that's interesting too, because in in an effort to try to use the correct terminology mm-hmm. you could also accidentally misdiagnose a character or a person because you could say ventriloquist is xyz and i'm using these proper terms mm-hmm. but the reality is is ventriloquist has been written by a ton of different people right to be a different way and the end result is almost always going to be crazy bad guy yeah so you can't Unfortunately, we've done a bad job. Mm-hmm. Comics in, in general have done mm-hmm. a pretty bad job yeah, yeah, for a yeah. long time. So to try to correct that now is tricky, like mm-hmm. real slippery. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we all serve to get better at that. Yeah, I just I, I find it interesting that she goes after everybody. Yeah, she's like Batman. I'm into that. She's she's like Batman is this. I'm into that. And the other guys like ah, I don't know. She's like no, that's what he is. This is why, you know what I mean? And, 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 and Alfred is such and such. And isn't it weird that, you know, Robin, yada, yada, you're like, dad, you're kind of ruining these episodes for me. But at the same time, you're schooling me too. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's our talk back. Yeah. Hey, thank you for the email. Really appreciate it, David. Appreciate you. Uh, we hope that that helped a little bit. I know it's helpful to talk through that stuff because if it's not on my radar, if I'm not talking about that, that's the kind of thing that I just never think about. And then for a long time, I'm going to have no problem reading about Arkham Asylum and not asking any questions. Mm-hmm. But you better believe for the next little while, I'm going to be woke to that. I'm just be thinking about the way that those words get tossed around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now on to the books of the week into the brown bag. Happy brown bag day, Adam. Happy brown bag day to you. Happy brown bag day, internet. Um, what do you got this week? All right. I picked up Black Panther number nine to one of our books of the week. Civil War 2, number 8, the finale. You and I couldn't pin it down, but apparently it's eight issues. Number 8 is the last one. Also a book of the week. All-Star Batman, number 5. Black Widow, number 9. This was my highlight for this week. Hulk, number 1. Mm-hmm. 
I'm so excited for Hulk number one. We got She-Hulk, or as I will discover soon, I guess just Hulk, Jennifer Walters, Saga 41. 41! This book goes on forever. I gotta catch up with that. Spider-Man number 11, and uh, also my other book of the week, a very, very, very special shout-out. I wish we could talk about this one today at length, but I'm going to just suggest everybody who listens to the show, who gives a damn about this, pick it up. Book called Love is Love. And this is a book that is specifically an anthology to benefit survivors of the Orlando Pulse shooting. It is very beautiful. IDW put this out with tons of the best writers and artists. Phil Jimenez, Marguerite Bennett, and Brian Michael Bendis, Jonathan Hickman, Jim Lee, Mark Millar. I can't believe I just said Mark Millar was great. Patton Oswalt's up on here. Walk in it. Jason Aaron, Jason Latour. Everything about this is so dope, and this is benefiting Equality Florida. It's beautiful to see love like this from a lot of different comic book creators. Yo, I, I, I can't even possibly say enough nice things about this book. Um, I hope everybody picks it up. All right, here's what I got. I got All-Star Batman number five. I got Black Panther number nine. I got Civil War two number eight. I got Dark Knight Three: the Master Race book seven. I got it because I'm going to finish it out. I uh-huh. think there's one more book after this. See it through. Might as well finish it. I want to see where this goes. It, it was a tough call, but I left it on the shelf. I picked it up, but I put it back down because there's a lot of books out today. And there's that one has just not been doing me right. A lot of books. So I caught myself putting some books away because I was going to cut it down. Yeah. How'd I end up with like the same amount <laughs> of books? I mean, I put books away and then picked up. Oh, I'll pick this one up. I didn't. Anyway, Hulk number one. Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, number 14. Mm -hmm. Rocket Raccoon, number one. Yeah. Figured I'd try him out. Yeah, I love the cover to that one. See what he's talking about. Like uh, SPCA. Yeah. Yeah. And Spider-Man, number 11. Uh Uh-huh. But what we're going to do today is we're going to focus on two books, Black Panther, number nine, and Civil War II, issue eight. Um, Both of them are books we've been following for a very long time. We're putting up the spoiler warning right now. Octavius and I are going to talk about these issues in great detail. As far as Civil War II goes, that means we are spoiling the damn ending of this entire event. So we hope that you have caught up with it. And if you have not, we recommend going to your local shop, picking up the book, borrowing it from a friend, whatever. Getting somebody's digital code. Whatever it takes. But read that issue so you can join us for this conversation. Read all eight issues. All of them. And uh, what we're going to do now is get into... You want to get into Civil War first? We could probably save that one for last. You want to save it for last? Yeah. All right, so we'll do Black Panther number nine, and spoiler wall is going up right now, so three, two, one. Spoilers, it's your fault. All right, so let me give you a little recap here. Black Panther, this is what it says in the beginning. Since Thanos' attack on Wakanda, Shuri, former queen, former Black Panther, and sister to T'Challa, has been trapped in a petrified state known as the living death. Her spirit was driven to the Dejalia, the plane of Wakandan memory, where there she learned of Wakanda's past, present and future from a griot wearing the aspect of her mother, Ramonda. Meanwhile, the real Ramonda is under intensive medical care due to injuries she received during a suicidal bombing. After months of agonizing research and experimentation in an effort to re- revive his sister, T'Challa constructed a transverse dimensional brace to augment 
manifold teleportation abilities and send their spirits to the Dejalia to retrieve her. I'm reading this comic. My brains are just leaking out of my ear right now. Sure, we return to the physical plane with Wakanda's with Wakanda's collective knowledge and new abilities. Meanwhile, the rebellion rages ravages Wakanda, a faction known as the People, led by Tetu and Zenzi, gather forces to topple T'Challa's regime. The Dormilaje, formerly the protection service to the crown, have broken away under the direction of the Midnight Angels, Ayo and Anika, to protect and serve uh, ignored Wakandans while T'Challa's attention has been spread thin. The people of the Dormilaje agree that Wakanda needs new leadership, but have not yet made a formal alliance. I read all that because... Black Panther is dense. Yeah. And if you haven't just read episode eight, you might forget what's even going on. Black Panther is dense. And try as we might to to move through this kind of rapidly, there's a lot to cover. There are a lot of characters. There's been a lot building up. In, In nine issues, so much has built up in so many different places. It's different from like Spider Man, where it's, you know, I punched him and he punched me and that that's kind of the the whole thing. Um it's it's a little bit different. It's it's so involved in itself. There are layers on layers on layers. And we are still what it seems like on the same arc. A nation under our feet, part nine. Yeah. So nine books, part nine. So we thought the arc was over at eight. It's not over. Yeah. This arc is still continuing. Yeah. So even though Shuri just got back. It's not like that's the end or we're starting something new. And that makes sense because it didn't seem like it was over when we got to issue number eight. We spend the first few panels, first few pages of this issue with, can we just agree on how we pronounce his name? Changamar? Changamar. The teacher who taught Tetu, and Tetu is the leader of this like rebellion the army. The people, right? The people. Tetu is, is kind of poised as the bad guy in this. What? But you know, you know that he's he's the insurrectionist. Right? He's he's the rebel. He's, he's the rebel. He's he's kind of saw Guerrera up in here. He is the um <clears throat> I'm trying to think of the mentality. Because this is part of the conversation that's going on at the round table in Wakanda. That's right. We got Shuri, we got um T'Challa, and we've got Akili having a conversation, and Shuri's kind of going, look. I don't think Changamaya is really the villain. And Achilles is like, yo, whoa, 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 hold up. This dude is like the catalyst for all of the mess that we're dealing with right now. Yeah. He's the guy that started all this. And T'Challa's like, you keep interrupting my sister, we're going to have a problem. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? And that's what happens a little bit after we get introduced to Changamaya, which seems he's like he's off in like a secluded area, just working and chilling and minding his business and kind of reflecting on what he's created yeah, and what he's inspired. His teachings. And kind of feeling like, man, this isn't exactly what I had in mind. You yeah. know what I mean? And what's interesting is he's, he's building a physical bridge in these first few panels. He's building a bridge. And I think there's something symbolic of that because he's doing what he thought he was always doing in his teachings. He was creating this bridge between ideologies, between Wakandan history, between people. And he mentions that this is something that helps him focus his mind as he stepped away from teaching a little bit and stepped away from his problematic student, Tetu. And, uh, his, uh, I, I believe his, his partner, his wife, Khadija, walks up and says, hey, what are you doing? And he says, I'm building this bridge. It's something that helps me focus. And she says, or maybe it helps distract. Like, yeah, you're building this bridge, but 
maybe you're stepping away from the the result of something you've taught. Yeah, and then he and then uh, Changemeyer says, "Tattoo was my student. I lit the fire, and now he threatens to burn down a nation and replace mm-hmm. it with, you know, what? Which is like really some reflective stuff to go. You know, I was this, you know." had this mentality of what the future could look like and what I believe was right. Thought it was doing good. You know what I mean? And this guy's, this, you know, my student's been inspired by it and now he's going to destroy the whole thing. And it doesn't seem like he really has a good plan of what to do instead. And that seems to be a theme here yeah. of like, yeah, you want to fight against this, but fight against it to fight toward what? Yeah. To move toward what? To replace it with what? You know? And it's an interesting mentality of like, Fighting the power and fighting against something is 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 admirable in a lot of ways, but yeah, to to do what instead? I want to shout out Brian Selfries in this too. Because he's back. He's back, and he is phenomenal. And there are two things that I, I noticed in in these first couple of panels. Uh, one, the birds, the blackbirds that are up in the tree. The the, the birds are there, and there's a purpose for that, as we will see. Uh, the birds are Shuri. Shuri has these newfound abilities of storytelling and connecting with this rich Wakandan history and using it as abilities. Like this, this information, her past informs her and influences her and manifests as new powers. So she's able to keep an eye on things in different parts of Wakanda. Um, not just that, but Khadija holding the beads. Mm. The beads come love back. the beads. Yeah. So if you don't know, in Wakanda, when children are born, they're born with, and, and they they're given this bracelet with one bead on it. Mm. And as time goes on, they acquire more and more and more beads. And these different beads are a part of their technology, and they use the beads to do different things. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so. Do- and I I think we talked. Didn't Brian say he created that? He made that up. I believe that's the case. Um, Brian Stillfreeze, the illustrator, made that up. I think I could be wrong. Um, and that's I thought that was so dope of how he incorporated something that was like you think conceptually, traditionally an African, you know, style or, you know, a part of like their heritage and fashion, but added tech to it as well. And there's another scene that I thought was a a fantastic example of like the heritage of Wakanda being mixed, like mixed with technology as well. We see um, Ramonda, who's T'Challa and Shuri's mother, who's in the hospital. And we see the technology and we see these screens and we see like the bracelet being accessed to do all that. We almost see, and we also see someone who looks like a medicine woman with something that's smoking from a pot and shaking something over top of her. So it's like, we're going to use technology and we're also going to connect with the spiritual aspect as well. So it's not like they're so technologically advanced that spiritual things are stupid or silly. We're also going to see the beads come back again later when Anika sits down and she puts out a personal broadcast to all of Wakanda to issue a little bit of a statement from the Midnight Angels on behalf of her and and Io to say, Wakanda... We're not at war with you. This is how things are. This is where we came from and what we're doing. And she uses her beads to broadcast. And not just that, after that broadcast goes out, Anika removes her beads. Yeah, it's almost like I'm done with... I'm done with Wakanda. Yeah. Like she's decided she's she's going to separate from the nation, which is is a huge, huge motion. But a lot of this issue we spend with Shuri and Shuri trying to assess the situation. And I mean, like, everything. Yeah. Like, sh- 
Shuri is talking to her brother, talking to T'Challa, the king, yeah. and saying, this is what I think. This is my evaluation yeah. of where we are. And it's very interesting because you would think T'Challa is the king. Why would he kind of like step aside for his sister? And there's some things that he says that is very interesting. So this is like a, looks like an internal dialogue that T'Challa is having. It says, Shuri, I confess, I too am divided. And I confess that I'm searching for you, not simply because the ties of blood commanded, but because I still believe Wakanda needs its royalty and because I know that I am ill-fitted for a crown while you found meaning in the scepter. Yeah. So that whole thing of going like, look, I'm trying to hold this thing down and like, I don't think I'm the dude. Yeah. But I know this is where you thrive. So I wasn't only looking for you because you're my sister. I was looking for you because I'm like, Wakanda needs, Wakanda needs someone to rule it. And I, I just don't feel like I'm doing a good job. So when, you know, when T'Challa's at the table and Akili keeps interrupting Shuri, that's why T'Challa's like, yo, shut up. Yeah. Listen to her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would be so mad if I were T'Challa and Akili keeps interrupting because I'd be like, man, I teleported into a different space time <laughs> for her opinion. You will stand down. Because right. I went into a different space time to get my sister because I think she can help out. Right. What do you know, Akili? And Akili represents this kind of military state, this thought like, we have to take action. We need to take action now. An insurrection is coming up against us and we have to respond. He represents reaction, just reaction. Whereas Shuri is saying, we need to understand what's happening right. at the root. And what I appreciate about this issue is Shuri is pointing out both the, the value and significance of Wakandan tradition and Changamara's beliefs and philosophy, and at the same time, the, the dangerous balance of just believing all of those things, those ideals, mm -hmm. and thinking that you can just do that without really understanding what all of that means. Yeah. And she she positions, she proposes this very radical approach to the problem, which is we have to go to talk to Changamire. We have to, quote, unquote, remove the heart. Mm -hmm. He is the person who is quoted in the streets. His beliefs are quoted, whether yeah. he likes it or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. But what we need to do is console him. Right. We don't need to go kill him. Yeah. We need to go talk. Yeah. And make him because, understood. Because the interesting piece about this is Achilles is like, we got to kill all of them. Mm -hmm. We got to kill Changamire. He's the bad guy. Cut him if out. We, if we kill all the bad guys, then the bad guys will stop because all the bad guys will be dead. You know, yeah. when, you know, Shuri is like, yeah, well, well here's the thing. I don't think Changamire is the problem. I think what people have done with Changamire is in the name of Changamire's quote gospel. That's right. Is the problem. I don't even think that Changamire even is with all of the stuff that people are doing. Very interesting as a, as a person who's a Christian, as a person who believes in Jesus, I've had a lot of people go, well, Christians, rah, 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 rah. And it's kind of like, well, people have done all kinds of stuff. People did this in the name of Jesus. And it's like, yeah, but that don't mean that that's what Jesus stands for. Yeah. You know, and that don't mean that's what I stand for. Yeah. So like, is the, is the conclusion that anyone, like, if people do something bad in the name of Changamire, is Changamire the person we got to go kill? Yeah. You know what I mean? And Shuri seems to be is offering the idea of speaking with Changamire because Changamire's words and his, his presence had so much influence over these people. Right. And so maybe if we spend time with him, maybe if we level and we work things out and we all feel better about it, he could be used as a point of influence, a source that would affect everyone who feels this right. way now. All of the Wakandans who feel 
upset and and abandoned and left behind. Very interesting mentality, too, because this whole idea of these underserved, underrepresented people who feel um, like they aren't being taken care of and now they're rebelling. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of the election. It reminds me of the you know way that saying? people followed Bernie Sanders. And I see Bernie Sanders and Changemire in the sense that there are people who take the, those thoughts, those beliefs, those convictions, mm-hmm. that philosophy, and they want to apply it in a certain way. And you remember when Bernie Sanders, he conceded to Hillary Clinton. And the response was not necessarily pretty. There are a lot of people who are like, you know what? Bernie's the man. He says, follow Hillary. So this is what I'm going to do. But there were even more people who were like, nah, son, Bernie, I don't know what you're on. You're being subdued by the system now, but you already got me fired up. And the, the, the Bernie bros, as they were called, the people who were just defending his honor and his beliefs to the death, even though he wasn't standing by it anymore. I thought that I kept seeing this parallel. Like, I wonder if Shuri's plan will be met very easily. All I know is I need Brian Stillfreeze to to just give me a beautiful poster of Shuri in all of her current garb. Oh, she's gorgeous. I need this thing framed and hung on the wall. She's a warrior. I need it. Yeah. I need like I need like I wish I could go back to Comic Con and be like, well, maybe next year at Comic Con I can be like Brian. Yeah. I know you got a Shuri poster. Yeah. I just need you to sign this so I can hang this thing up. Mm-hmm. So interesting piece here. We're talking to, we, we go to see the Dora Milaje or the Midnight Angels who are now talking to Tetu and Zinzi, but mostly talking to Tetu. Yeah. And, you know, they're trying to get their arrangement together and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they're negotiating it. And one of the things that the mothers of the Midnight Angels say is basically like, look, we hear what you're trying to do. You want to partner with us? We're considering it, but here, here's, here's what we need to have. She says, before we send our armies against the Golden City tattoo, we must have certain assurances of what will follow. And tattoos like insurances, question mark. We have, we have of late received certain reports of what follows in the wake of um, the, your army's liberations. I refer now to the testimonies of mothers and daughters roughly treated and forced into concubine, concubinage. Sure. Binage. We understand that you are not wholly responsible for every act of your men, but a revolution in Wakanda that overlooks half the country is no revolution at all. Boom. I was like, boom. Come on, come on, mother. Yeah. Come on, mother. Like, you, you're trying to liberate us. You're trying to show us the and way. And you're going to come through and rape the women and children afterwards? Yeah. And you want us to, str- you want our women, the Midnight Angels, the Dora Milaje, you want us to come partner with you. And then afterwards, you want us to like let the dudes like have their way with the women and children? And Tetu's, Tetu's nah, serving this yo, ignorant such- thing. Yo, I was upset. Yeah, he's serving this like, hey, whoa, hey, when I said we were going to do this, we I didn't say we were going to do this with chivalry and manners. Like, I'm sorry, what? Oh, we you were- do recognize you're speaking to women, right? An army of women. It, like, an army of women. And you have the doggone nerve after they say, hey, we understand you want, and we even, she, she was even gracious. I understand that you don't represent all of your men. I understand that, but you need to get your men in check. Yeah. And he gonna have a nerd to come back to the women he's asking to fight alongside him and go, hey, it's time of war. 
Yeah. This is what happens. You, this is how it goes. Ugh. Like, you know, you, what does he say? Um, so, uh, oh, let me, because I want to, I want to quote some of this stuff because it's wild. And you even see the mother's response visually. He goes, mother, I am not dismissive of your concern, which means I'm about to be dismissive of your concern. Uh-huh. And when Haramu Fowl has been reduced. By the way, that is Black Panther, the king. Mm-hmm. Has been reduced. Expect that you shall find no fiercer guardian of virtue than I. I know people. I'm oh, going to take care of you. So Trump. I'm going to look after you. You know, it's sad. Nobody, nobody respects. Nobody women. respects women more than I do. Nobody. And I'm just like, yo, this is what. But I, I'm like, go ahead, Tanahashi. You better write this book. Um, but we are at war. But you know, the but messes everything up that you said before. Uh-huh. But we are at war, and war is not a contest of chivalry and matters. And you see her like doing the, oh, this Negro here. Oh yeah, on the other side, <laughs> the, the next panel too is is the Midnight Angels to be like, and, and she and, and, and the mother looks. She looks at the other women like, is this is this Negro serious? Like what what's going on? So so then we have who is that? Is that Ao? Ao is yeah. wearing red. Yeah, Ao goes. We are not talking about manners, tattoo. Like I could hear. Uh, excuse me, tattoo. We're not talking about manners. Yeah. And then he cuts her off. I know exactly what you're talking about. I do not condone it, but how can my, again, with the butt, but how can my men be judged while still fractured by the atrocities of T'Challa so much? You know what I mean? Can fearsome Ao, who is herself a warrior, not understand their suffering? You're yeah. talking to one of the women who you're asking, who, who you're trying to ally with. Can she not see what fire and in, 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 in what's the word? In, in inundation have done to the Wakandan heart like yo this guy is wilding yeah so we're having and a little it's, bit of a it's just, one last one last line yeah. tattoo I am a woman <laughs> like that that line right there I saw more suffering more of the human heart in my first five years than you will see in five lifetimes like she like this back and forth I'm like this is good like it this is. is a really good like back and forth conversation between strong black women, you know, mm-hmm. and a black man who was wildin', mm-hmm. who I I wasn't a big fan of before, but now I'm like I de- I I do not this dude's a villain now to me. The, the, he wasn't a villain before; he was kind of like puts a, it over. Yeah, he was kind of a guy who just I didn't agree with. Now yeah. he's like, all right, you're a bad guy. This puts it over, and it, it, we're we're having a communication breakdown right now because the Midnight Angels are thinking, well. Uh, we, yeah, we want to side with the people. We want to see change in Wakanda, but not at that cost. At what cost? Like, at, what is it going to take? And Ao even goes so far as saying, "Okay, so we kill him." Like, I'm not having that. So we kill him. And now they have to have this conversation of like, "Well, hold, hey, hold on. What do we do?" What do we actually do? They don't trust him. These women do not trust Tattoo. They say he might be less trustworthy than the king himself. And we're rebelling against the king. So they've got to figure out some way of maintaining a rebellion, but at the same time, not sacrificing their morals and the values and the things that they fight for in the first place. It's good, man. Ta-Nehisi doesn't make doesn't give you an easy... Like this whole book, All Nine Issues... You never have the just do the right thing. It's easy. It's yeah. no, no book. It's always you always c- close the last page like, okay, where are we going to go now? You know, what do we do next? 
Yeah, so Tetu and Zenzi have a moment where uh, Tetu teleports the two of them to Naganda, and Naganda is a, a, a neighboring area just uh, outside of Wakanda, and they uh looks like a militant state. They've got like a lot of folks there, I don't know, for hire, just ready to, to go to war. And Zenzi, remember, has those abilities where she can tap into people's emotions and their, their psyche and make them feel a way and, and control them with their emotions and she imbues them with rage and hope hope that they can make change to live better lives and rage in order to do it and i have to say i i think of trump's followers i think of people who voted for that kind of person they have hope that things are going to be different that no doubt they have genuine belief genuine hope but they have rage, man. And rage is the word. There's no accident that Tanahasi uses that term because it's unbridled, it's aggressive, it's unreasonable, it's hot, it's hatred, hatred, you know? Yeah, she says, Hope be the hilt and rage be the blade. Yeah. That's interesting. We go back to and it but but even at the same time though. These guys think they're doing the right thing. Oh, absolutely. Everybody thinks they're right. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to blow up things just evil, to do evil, it. Evil. It's just kind of like, I'm fighting for. I think I'm doing what, I, what I'm what supposed I, what to. I, like, I, think I'm the, I think I'm the hero of the story. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we return to Wakanda in the center of Wakanda, and it's uh, Anika broadcasting and saying, hey, here is the state of things. Here is who we are. Here is who I am. Here is why we have rebelled. We reject the king. We reject what's taking place to us, and we will continue doing that. But also, we're going to return our prisoners of war. Because I remember in a previous issue, they, they held capture the dogs of war. There's like super special ops Wakandan uh, tactical unit in all white. And they're returning them to Wakanda is saying like, look, we're not, we're not going to torture them. We're not going to kill our people. We're not going to turn against our nation. We're turning against the king. But immediately after she does that, she takes those beads off and she's outie, man. She doesn't know what to do. She runs away from AO, her lover, from her mother. She runs away from the country. She's, she's at a crossroads, and uh, she's, she's being pursued as she's running away, and she's, she's screaming, we have no country. And uh, her mother and AO are trying to get her to return, and she's being pursued yeah, her mother, the, by the, blackbirds. The mother says, let her go. She was, you know, she, she was, was his, his captain. captain. Like, she's betrayed... Like her, what do they call it? Her birthright. Her birthright. Yeah, it's like turning. That's turning away from everything that you've been grown up to know who you are. Yeah, everything that matters to you. Her, her entire identity. You know, she was born. She was like, if you're reading uh, World of Wakanda, you see kind of where, you know, where that's where this comes from too. And she's being pursued by a blackbird, one single blackbird, and then many, and they all form up. Lo and behold. Shuri is 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 taking shape and she descends toward Anika and she says uh it is only the story that matters so it looks like there's going to be a little bit of a a parlay if you will 
Seems like Shuri's putting some things together, putting some things in motion so she can speak with Changemeyer and she can also speak with the Midnight Angels and hopefully get this whole mess fixed up. Shuri is the missing piece. She's the missing piece. T'Challa knows it too. So hopefully in the next few issues, we'll see what comes together, but it seems like a a, a uniting is going to take place. And, And with any luck, it'll take place before... Tetsu lights the match, and the Nagandas storm Wakanda and burn it to the ground. Yo, Black Panther number nine, my favorite issue so far. Yeah? Yeah. There's so much happening in this. It's com- it, like, I think this is an issue. It feels like a culmination. Yeah. Like, all of the issues beforehand, like we talked about, you kind of, like, get dropped in the middle of Wakanda, and you're like, what's going on here? Now it's yeah. like, when you say, Ramonda, I know who that is. Changamai, I know who that is. You know what I mean? Tetu, Zenzi, Midnight Angels, Ayo, Anika. You know, all of these things that have... Because I, I feel like I've been watching an entire season of this TV this show. Is, this is season three of The Wire. And I'm like, I know who these people are. I understand mm-hmm. what's taking place now. Mm-hmm. I really care more than I have ever cared. Right. It took me this long to get here, but yo, I am invested. Especially now that Shuri's here. Yeah. You know? Dang, it's cool. It's very cool. Highly recommend the book. Yes. Now, on to Civil War Two, issue number eight, the end of this whole story. And we open up the book, and Tony and Carol... They're going at it. Yeah. They are going It is the beatdown of all beatdowns. I mean, they're blasting each other. And uh, it's it, we, we start really, really quickly with them throwing punches, powerful punches. Tony's armor is just tossing from his body into traffic, smashing cars. He's just getting crushed. Uh, and Carol Danvers delivers this like super Saiyan punch that looks like I mean, this is the punch that we saw in issue seven. Looks like uh, it looks like it killed Tony, but as it, as it turns out, that's not the 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 killing blow. There's a lot taking place elsewhere. I'm on the shield hel- helicarrier, Maria Hill and Alpha Flight, and and uh, a bunch of teams. The Ultimates, they're trying to figure out what to do. Do I send the Ultimates and Alpha Flight in there, or do we all just hold off and let them? take care of this by themselves. Meanwhile, the Inhumans are trying to figure out what's going on too because Ulysses has that thing going on again with his eyes going crazy and these tendrils of light just wilding out from his back. There is a lot happening in this comic to begin. And it's interesting how most of this is shaped around a battle. But... uh at the, the the end of it, I mean, the, the battle ends kind of quickly, and then we have to deal with all the missing pieces. I see you looking at something. So we talked about how your phone buzzes, yeah, and you say, "Hey, what's going on?" Uh huh. A little bit of break in this book here. Okay. I just got a message from CNN. Debbie Reynolds dies one day after daughter Carrie Fisher passes. Debbie Reynolds is Carrie Fisher's mom. Yes. Debbie Reynolds was 84 years old. Her daughter Carrie Fisher died Tuesday after four days in the hospital. Um, So this is CNN breaking news update published at 8.57 p.m. on 
Uh, December 28th, Debbie Reynolds, one of Hollywood's biggest stars in the 1950s and 60s, died Wednesday at age 84, one day after her daughter Carrie Fisher passed away. Reynolds' son, told Fisher, Todd Fisher, said Reynolds was taken to a Los Angeles hospital Wednesday afternoon, according to the Los Angeles Times. Fisher told CNN, my mother passed away a short time ago. She spoke to me this morning and said she misses Car- missed Carrie. Wow. 2016, still going. <clears throat> No, stop it. Ouch. So it's a little bit of a separation from the book, but it's... Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Rest in peace, Debbie Rest in Reynolds. Peace to and, them. And Carrie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds' family. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. That's a lot going Lose on Lose your sister time. and your mother all in one week. Mm. Two days apart. Wow. Hey. So, all right, let's, uh, let's pick it up, though. Going we, back we to can, where we were. Finish through this comic book. What I'm, what I'm, uh, what I'm getting at here is most of this issue is a fight between Tony and Carol, and there's only so much that we can say about the fight because we get very, very, very intense action sequences. So I will say this: it is a beautiful book. It is spectacular to look at. Yes, it is so, so, so triple A amazing. There's a lot. This, this is the action scene that you've been waiting for at the end of the movie. But all that really matters is once we start getting to the page in which Carol punches Tony so hard, his entire suit dissolves, mm. and Ulysses starts teleporting places. Ulysses' eyes light up, and they like realize something. And it's these things that he's been seeing are not the future. It's something that we've talked about, it's, about it's, before. It's been a version of the future. Multiple futures and this is what tony was saying of different worlds and he teleports to an area where monsters are doing battle like fing fang foom and goom and devil dinosaur and mm-hmm. they're going up against mm-hmm. a ton of other monsters and he no shows us thing, he shows uh oh yeah no man thing in there i looked up and down you better believe i, know, I, I looked know you up did and down. i know you did i was i kept i took my glasses off i took a a, a, a telescope to it microscope I ain't got no man thing uh when they got the man thing what's interesting is as he's showing us oh, these that's different man features, thing man thing rs thing got man thing over in um in C, trying to get into C, hollywood i see what you're doing you're trying to un, you, you're trying to you're trying to let rage command me hey but hope is my hilt. Okay. And rage is my blade. Okay. So keep playing if you want to. <laughs> um, as uh, as we see these giant spreads, uh, they're different artists. We yeah. seem to indicate different universes. W- which seems to indicate here comes 2017. So we got the monsters. We got X-Men at war with each other. We see Spider-Man on Capitol Hill holding the dead body of Captain America. We see the Inhumans going to war with aliens. We see... Uh, X-Men Sentinels, Sentinels killed everybody We see Ultron killed everybody We see all of these possible futures Isad Ribic One of the artists of Jason Aaron's Thor book We yeah. see Thor, Thor doing battle Loki. With, with Loki And then we see a Beyonder the Beyonders who were present during Secret Wars, the people who are like the, the those who watch the Watcher even, they're outside of the universe. They create the fabric of the universe and they say, Ulysses, and they say, you are one of us now. Mm-hmm. So this dude, this inhuman, realizes his powers and over time, every single day, exponentially becomes more powerful. And the Beyonders take notice and say, you know what? You're not supposed to be down there with them. Yeah. You're supposed to be up here with us because these powers evolving so quickly, you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be 
viewing this with us, watching at a distance rather than on the planet itself. And which even leads me to believe like there's an aspect of you're not supposed to be telling everybody all this because you see you messing things up. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be out here with us observing, not down there with them reporting. Yeah. Like you're not supposed to be a answering to Karnak. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah, not like, to mention like this is what happens when you put your feet on the ground. You yeah. see how people are responding to this? Yeah. They don't need they don't need to, they don't need to know all that. Which oh, but the thing about this is I thought we dealt with this in Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Same. So when we get all these different possible, you know, didn't the multiverse was the was it did <laughs> it's very confusing to try to reconcile. You and I did an episode on the finale of Secret Wars and we thought that all of the universes went away and then the fa the fantastic force stay behind and they create brand new universes they're just making new ones and slinging them into the universe into existence yes so i guess ulysses is just now in the beyonder state and looking at some of that and i don't know like you said honestly what this book is is 2017. Yeah. Here it comes. Here it comes. And even in this book, you see a lot of stuff. You see what's going on with Daredevil. We got a new Daredevil coming out. We got Kingpin coming out. We got Electra coming out. We've got a lot of books that are being advertised in between these pages. We also have like, you know. Yeah, and they may as well not even be advertisements. This may as well be the damn book. Yeah. They'd be like, yeah, here comes Electra running with the devil. Mm -hmm. Kingpin, number one, running with the devil. They like, they it feels as much of an advertisement as it is an actual piece of content in this story because yo civil war two was the longest here's what's coming next preview solicitation of all time but it was good though i enjoyed it thoroughly yes but this ending was like what are we serving up to you the, the change of the status quo of the Marvel Universe. What's that going to look like? Who knows? Here's some advertisements. Want to know what happens next? Yes. Uh, okay. Yes, I yeah. do. Sure. Yeah. Um, and they even go so far as to, to, to uh, return to a talkback segment from last week uh, to try to redeem Carol Danvers. So I know what's happening here is Bendis is like, people hate Danvers now. People hate Danvers now. So let's talk about this. So we... After we have that moment, you know, after Ulysses goes up and chills with the rest of the guys up on Mount Olympus or wherever he's at, who knows? Yeah. Um, we see Spider-Man, <clears throat> Miles Morales, holding Tony Stark, you know, just like everybody's just terrified about what happened. Um, so it seems like then we go to Beast and then we go to Carol and they're talking to each other. So... The whole conversation that's going on here is Carol's like, look, is he going to die? And Beast is being super surgical. Mm -hmm. He's like, um, of course, at some point, he's like, all right, Hank, is mm -hmm. he going to live? And he goes, um, you're not going to like the answer, but I'm actually uncomfortable going any further with my experimentation. So Carol asks why. And ultimately, he's like, look, I don't know what's going on here, but all I know is the only reason why this dude is alive is because of this. Whatever like, he's connected to right look, now. What looks like some sort of like art artificial intelligence or some sort of upload or something like that. Like he's uploaded his consciousness into something because you got There is a part where that last punch comes where Carol hits him that last time Tony screams Friday, mm -hmm. which is almost to me seem like a command, like do it, like hit it, do yep. the thing with it, you know, and Hank, Hank 
Hank, uh, is that, is the beast named Hank? Hank McCoy. Yeah, Hank McCoy is like, it seems like he's been experimenting on himself for years. He's been working on this for a very long time, which explains Invincible, is it Invincible Iron Man? Mm-hmm. Which explains Riri Williams, how there's an artificial intelligence, Tony Stark, that's going to teach her how to be, you know, Iron Man. Hence, Invincible, because now that his consciousness is artificial intelligence, how you going to kill him though? Mm-hmm. Cause his body is being kept in stasis. Who put him in this stasis box? Who put him in this giant computer coffin? Mm-hmm. That's what I want to know. What did he have like a piece of paper in his back pocket that said, Hey, hey yo, in case of yo, emergency, case, you know, you know, it's Tony Stark. He's probably as soon as his heart went, boop, so an email went out. His <laughs> one of his, <laughs> like everybody's phone buzzed. Yeah. He's like, Hey, yo, I'm probably, if you got this, I'm probably dead. Hook or it up though. Close to it. But here's the thing though. I need y'all to take me over on 45th and uh, <laughs> such yeah. and such. If you go upside, say hi to Keisha at the front door. Yeah. I said, what's up? But you got to go up there, 27th floor. Here's the code. Put my body in this thing real quick. I know it's going to be weird, but put it in there. Plug me up. Everything's all set up. This man had a, had a protocol that upon death, his suit would call an Uber. And somebody come up, roll up, put his limp body in the back seat. And take him over to his place. Uber pool. Oh, you just pushed Tony Stark's dead body over. We, it's just going to be a minute. By the way, how you doing? Where you headed? Happy holidays. Drop him off at Stark Tower. Put him inside of a computerized coffin. And he good now. Mm-hmm. So now let's explain, let's explain this conversation between Beast and Carol. So this conversation is interesting because Beast goes, he wasn't fighting you. And Carol's like, what are you talking about? He goes, he trusted you. So, you know... Carol's getting upset, clearly. Um, and he says, this is Hank talking, you popped open a door, a dangerous door, Carol. A, and deep down, maybe very deep down, but deep down, he knew, and I know, you could be trusted. Profiling people, profiling the future, you saved millions of lives with it. But it was who came after you that he was worried about. He knew once you made profiling, and that's what it is, what it was, uh, and, and that, and that is what it was, the norm, how long until it's used by someone less, no, no, less noble against, let's say, mutants or the Inhumans or anyone deemed unworthy or worthy, yeah. you know, or worthy of profiling. So he says, Stark's a futurist. He knew what would come next if he didn't stop you now. He just couldn't believe you'd fight him this hard. Yeah, you didn't start it, but you sure ended it. Yeah. So... Carol's just like facepalm. What do you even say about that? And, and you have thoughts about that. I do have thoughts about that because I I take it for what it is, which is Tony Tony effectively saying, even though it's not through his words or through his mouth, it's through Hanks. But Tony saying, "I trust you. I believe you're a superhero with good intent. I'm just worried about what happens to follow you." The thing is, is Tony. I don't know if Tony necessarily did say that maybe tony no he didn't, didn't say articulate that. that no he did not articulate so that what i hear is something a little meta which is brian bendis saying there must be a way to make it so people understand that carol danvers was not a bad guy but she was though i hear you but what i hear what i'm reading is bendis saying i need to get people to come back nah. to danvers nah that's because what he's saying is 
Is Tony, Carol says, is Tony dead? Well, I mean, not really. So, but did I kill him? Well, it wasn't really you who killed him. And by the way, Tony believed you. He just, you know, he didn't want anything to happen after you. He didn't want you to set this this detrimental uh, 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 standard. But, you know, like he's not dead, really. So... I guess we, we sort of absolve you of that. I think that that's corny to me personally because yeah. let Carol deal with the circumstances. Yeah, the consequences. yeah. Like don't 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 like shortchange it. This is what I was talking about. I don't know that she needs to be redeemed. She needs to sit with that and deal with that for the rest of her life. You know, you made a decision. You stood up for what you believed in. You did what you thought was right. And I don't agree. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to profile people and you wanted to save some people doing it, which is what profiling does. If you profile people, sure, some people will be safer because of profiling. And then if it gets in the wrong hands or if you have a bad day or if you start acting like a jerk, which you have done in this series, Carol, you know what I mean? And Tony was acting like a jerk, too. And a lot of people were acting like a jerk. You know, but you for you to be able to go, yes, I'm the person that should be trusted. I have final say. And when it comes down to it, I control and I determine, okay, I don't think that you're safe enough to so-and-so and so. We don't wash all that away and now make it okay because the guy didn't die. Yeah. All of those things still stand. Carol, yeah. that is still a part of your character. You still did those things. You still were cool with profiling because you thought that you could control it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that is like I, I don't like the idea of but because he trusted you it's all good yeah. like profiling's not okay yeah you know what I mean we're not gonna hand profiling over to trustworthy people and that's the point that's what Tony was standing for so mm -hmm. I don't even like be speaking for Tony like that because mm -hmm. I don't that was never Tony's point this whole time that concept comes out of nowhere to me that's not, that has not been what this whole, what these last seven books have been about. That's why I'm saying what I read is meta. What I read when I'm reading Hank McCoy say these words to Carol Danvers, I read Bendis saying, I'm, I got to find a way to bring Carol Danvers back into some sort of nobility, which is effectively saying, it wasn't you who was the problem, but also, yeah, you were the problem, but it wasn't really you who was the problem, but we did think you had good intent, so you're a good guy. So, which is basically like, well, we got to find a way for people to like Carol because I want to sell them books. So I, I have the, yeah. the truth is, Ak, I have mixed feelings. I, I just don't I, I don't really know how to feel about this. A lot of this issue feels like, you, you know how movies these days just all set up for a sequel. Mm. You know, the end of a movie is just yeah. set up for a sequel. Yeah. And so when it comes down to it, you can just say, man, that whole movie was really just setting me up for the next one. So I would come to that. Yeah. So a lot of this issue felt that way. Like we didn't really get true consequences. And it was interesting because, you know, we see the consequences that um, Clint Barton has had to deal with. Yeah. You know, like I think the way they handled that made sense. Like, yeah. look, you got, you went on trial. You know what I'm saying? You killed the dude. Dude's dead. You went on trial. You were acquitted on trial and people love you. Some people hate you, but the large majority of people hate you, hate you, but you're still dealing with that, with that pain inside. That's right. That's right. You know, so that feels like a full circle story. This Carol ending, if anything, it feels like she got away with something. Yeah. You know, which is like, and you know, we have the whole conversation where, you know, Clint is talking to Carol and going, look, 
whatever I got going on, just trust me, which is pointing to Occupy Avengers and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But the weird thing is when Carol was at the White House and we hear the president, I'm assuming go, you handled all this even with the eyes of the world on you with incredible grace. And she goes, thank you, sir. And the profiling, vision-making inhuman, and she goes, no longer with us. He goes, that's too bad. I was really getting used to this knowing the future before it happens stuff. Very flippant. And I was like, very flippant. Wait, wait a minute. You handled it with Who is this guy? Of course, you never see his face because he's in the dark. Yeah. He's covered. You don't know if it's Red Skull you're talking to. You know what I mean? Who knows? Is that Donald Trump? Is that Barack Obama? Is that Red Skull? Is that who? Who yeah. is that? You don't. You have no clue who it is. Um, but I just, I just don't like the fact that they're now painting the story to make Tony Stark as he really believed in you. You just disappointed him because you didn't choose the right thing. Because that makes Tony passive aggressive. That makes Tony like, like, yeah, I just wanted you to pick the right thing without me telling you. So I'm going to intentionally not tell you my real feelings. Yeah. But I just, you should have just chosen. So now that makes Carol like, like she was deceived. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's, it's just weird. Like, I, 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 I like the story overall. But we, we say this, this all the time. This, this sometimes landing. they do not stick the landing. Yeah, this just seems like you're trying to, you're trying to, like I said, make the story. Because I, I just look at the past eight books I've read and go, Tony never was about I trust you. Like I can go back to the books and go, Tony going, that's profiling. Yeah. No. Yeah. We don't do that. That is wrong. Not. Profiling is cool as long as it's in the right hands. I trust you, Carol. It's just who comes after you. Because if that's what Tony thought, that's what Tony would have said. And on the real, if Tony downloaded him his consciousness into an AI so we can go chat it up with Riri Williams, mm-hmm. how come he's not rolling up on, I don't know, Carol Danvers and saying, so that thing you just did, you know, like when you killed me, can we, you want to talk about that? Yeah. Because I have my consciousness. Yeah, And frankly, everything that I control is a robot and I can fly around in 18 suits because I was pursuing and training Riri Williams. So right. why can't I just roll up on you and talk? It, it, it does seem just oddly devoid of consequence. And I thought it was a strange tone to end with Carol in the White House with a perfectly blacked out silhouetted president as if to say Marvel doesn't want to make any president or, or political statements. So we're just going to leave the identity of the president out. Just know that it's the president. It just feels like I'm hoping that that's some sort of like reveal that we'll get later on. That'll be like, Oh, that's who that was. I'll, I'm, I would love to hope for that. I don't think that's the case. I think it's more of just Marvel trying to maintain this neutral ground. Like we don't want to put Barack Obama in there being flipping about this tragedy, but at the same time, I'm not going to put Trump in there. Yeah. I just think it's just Marvel saying, we, we, you know, we want to show you this scene. I'm just not going to give it a real character. That's bizarre. That's that's bizarre. How how are you going to put Charlie from Charlie's Angels in a suit and tie? That's what Perlmuter was meeting with Trump about. Oh, yeah. Who do you think should be drawn as the president at the end of Civil War II? First II? of all, can't be me. Anybody who wants to draw me, horrible, sad, terrible, sad. Perlmuter. Sad. Yeah. Horrible, terrible, unfortunate, difficult, not me. I'm a little bummed Sad. out that Civil War II, this this series that I, you and I both enjoyed, ended with just a, a fight, just a fisticuffs, just a 
beat beat up beat up super beat up punch down. Well, a lot of stuff went down though. A lot of stuff went down. down. A lot of stuff went down. But like even those things were tangential afterward. I mean, like the way that this worked out was Ulysses gets uh, raptured and Tony gets dead, but not dead, and. Beast says, Carol, wasn't really your fault, but it was. But if you think about it, how do we start Comic Book Junto? We started Comic Book Junto with what, what, with what event? With news. No, with what event? Like, the whole show. It was birth. What was the comic we were reading? What was the comic when we, that, that we were reading when we first did the thing? Yeah, like, the, with, the, with, with the Fantastic Four. Oh, with Secret Wars. With Secret saying. Wars, right? Sure, sure, there was sure, a sure. huge event that changed the entire Marvel Universe at the beginning of the year. Yeah, word. Right? So, Civil War is a huge event that changed, that's changing, not changing, or setting up or alley-ooping the whole Marvel Universe for the new year. It's, you know, things are changing. Now we have Riri. Now we have Captain... What nobody really talking about Captain Marvel like... Well, they were, but not like this. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now we have a Miles Morales. Now we have a, you know, Hawkeye. And we have a... You know what I'm saying? We have a lot of books. We got the champions. Like, in the in the back of the book, the story continues in Occupy Avengers, number one. Champions, number one. In Infamous Iron Man, number one. In, uh, Invincible Iron Man, number one. Uh, Mighty Captain Marvel. Ultimates 2. Hulk. So so, you know, and also not even just that, we look at the last page where wherever this president character is asking about, he's asking, you know, so how's everybody taking it? And then we see Miles crying. We see um, uh, uh, Star-Lord. We see the champions. We see Captain Captain America. We, we see, see Gamora. We see a dozen advertisements. Right. We see all these new comics. We even see the Defenders here. Yeah. So we see all Netflix. of, hey, Get ready for 2017. Even yeah. so much, get ready for Netflix 2017. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So we we some good stuff did come of it, but again, it was like here comes the sequel in 25 books. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they go so far as to say the story continues in and show us seven books that are coming out that are not Civil War two tie-ins. They're just. You know, the books that are coming if out. If you want to keep on going from here and follow some of these characters, read these books. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Wasn't wasn't the best ending, yeah. but I did get stuff out of it. You know, so it's kind of like, eh. This is like, if someone told me this great story, this long, complicated... You mean like Star Wars? Passionate, beautiful story. They tell me from the ground up, they, they start... Long, long time ago in a galaxy far away, they're giving me some like Homer's Odyssey stuff. And when we get to the final chapter, we've been there together. We've grown together. I've understood this person better mm-hmm. through this story. Mm-hmm. And the very end, it's just a pop-up ad. I'm like, for episode eight? That, wait, was that it? That was it? Was that it? Because, yes, the destination is the journey. But, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Civil War Two is over. Yep. Long live Civil War Two. Um, so books for 2017, the first week of 2017. Woo! We've got um, Batman number 14. Okay. And we have a bunch of other stuff that isn't like beginning. It's stuff that's already in motion. Okay. So what I'm thinking we might be able to do is go back to something we didn't read from this past week. Or conversely, we say new year, we find a brand new number one. We could start with a brand new book. 
I mean, what, what, what's coming out next week? Maybe it's not something that came out last week or next week, but maybe we find something that we skipped over. No, no, that's wholesale. That, that's what I was going to oh, say. Oh, I see what you're saying. That's okay, what I was saying. I see what you're saying. Um, so one book that I would like to throw out there. Try me. Power Lines. Stay, no. Okay. Absolutely not. Stay with me here, Adam. Think about it before you respond. Reborn. Mark Millar. Greg Capullo. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> hey, I like it. It's only a couple issues long. Mm-hmm. You know, you can still go back to get issue number one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's my suggestion. All right. Let's do it. I'm in. All right. So Reborn number one next week. And we've also got Batman number 14, which is the beginning of a new arc, Rooftops part one. Very exciting. Which is Bat and Cat. Very exciting. Episode 53. That's the comic one. book junto. We did a whole year. Yeah. That's Boom. A, that's a whole year of comic book. A whole junto. John full of Jones. That's right. That's and we're right. going to shut it down because we're going home. Yeah, going home. Um, that's that's it. It feels good to to do an entire year of this show and to have our next show be the very beginning of a new year with new one shots, with new material, new content, new ways for Octavius and I to connect with you, our listeners. So don't forget. At Octavius A. Newman on Twitter. At Adam Tetris on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Let us know which live streaming app should we use for our weekly question and answer. Should it be YouTube Live? Should it be Periscope? Should it be Facebook Live? Should it be Instagram Live? Let us know which one you prefer. Their Comic Junto does have a poll up. So you can click on that poll. And you can also at both of us and let us know. Leave us five stars and a positive comment. In the year... By giving us that five stars. Help us bring in 2017 with more five-star ratings. Yes. And positive comments. Yes, please. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Lift please. us up. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Lift us up to the top. Uh-huh. Say it. Speak. Look at you. Praise. Go. Right. That was good. I'm here for the congregation. I appreciate that. I'm here for it. All right? And listen, going into 2017, remember to stay black. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of trailers going to be floating around. A lot of movies coming out. Watch one trailer. Yeah. Okay. Do, you know. And don't do what Adam did with Attack on Titan. <laughs> don't you dare watch the trailer on silent from season two of a show you ain't watched season one. I know not what I do. You don't. There's grace for you. Forgive me my sins. <laughs> <laughs> There's grace for you. Yeah. So we love you guys. This has been a great year. We appreciate you guys rolling with us. So follow us on SoundCloud. Leave your comments. Five stars, positive comment, subscribe, rate, review, share, retweet, repost, and we love y'all. Have a very safe and very nerdy new year. Yes. Enjoy yourselves. Until next time, peace. (laughs) 